0: I'm Maddie,
1: and I am Ryan, and we are here in the mutant ages, bright and early at 10 a.m. Which early. I like how we consider that bright a.m. and early. We are with at our the coffees the
0: crack of 10 a.m. <laughs> here we are. Here we are again, recording a listener feedback episode. We got your emails. We got your tweets. We, do. we got your We do. Tumblr asks. We don't have those. We should. I mean, I don't think
1: anyone's What's a Tumblr ask? I don't even know what that oh, is. Oh, it's
0: like you can set up like a contact form on a Tumblr and people can send you questions that way.
1: I figured people don't really use Tumblr anymore. I do post on there. We do
0: have a Tumblr. If people want to send us questions that way, they could. But you know, you can send us questions any any which way. You know, we would take them from anywhere. Any social media, any platform. We will take them we will. there. Or Discord. And this is the place. Here we are. We're gonna answer them. Ba ba ba. Ba ba ba. Back when we were young we experienced. we finished it now we're gonna talk about it with the listeners that's right let's do this thing and
1: we're gonna do a previously on the (laughs) x-men
0: wait what (laughs) previously on the x-men we watched Four seasons of television. I
1: mean, yeah, I, that is going to be a lot of these emails are for about X-Men Evolution. Uh,
0: yeah, because people knew people knew that when we finished it, we were going to oh, yeah. do a, oh, a yeah. recap. People knew that they were ready.
1: All right. So we are reaching into the listener mailbag. Maddie, why don't you pull out something from underneath the Christmas tree?
0: Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry, oh, ho, ho. Merry
1: Christmas. This beautiful kind of cold March day.
0: Yeah, it is a little chilly out there. Um, So totally not Mr. Sinister writes. Leach's mother telling him he's sick, I see as a metaphor for parents not telling their autistic children about their diagnosis. I find autism is often the best mutant metaphor. It's something that people are still actively trying to cure. Some people don't think it's real. Sometimes you can tell if someone is autistic, but often you can't. We're often not thought of as human or ascribed sinister motivation, and autistics are far more likely to be queer than neurotypicals. Plus, autism may be caused by a genetic mutation. Love this email. This is a
1: really interesting. This is so interesting.
0: I, I like it. I feel like it has the same issues that we run into with the queer metaphor, though, or really any other metaphor like um, racial metaphor, which is the idea that having a mental illness isn't a superpower doesn't doesn't give you superpowers
1: oh I thought you were going to talk about how mental illness is also a gun
0: yeah I mean that's kind of a similar thing where it's like okay let's say that the mutant metaphor is a stand in for racialized violence like violence against black people then it's like well the counterpoint is are we saying all black people are super predators who can kill you with their laser eyes because that's not good and it's like are we saying that queer people are capable of killing you with their laser eyes or like
1: we don't have laser eyes but we can shoot rainbows out of our hands so beware true
0: that's real um but you know what i'm saying where it's like it's tough because the comics depict all these things as being somehow violent and also it would be really sick if if like having a disability or like having you know whatever else meant that you also got some sort of really cool special superpower but Sadly, no.
1: That is not the case. Although I do want to say that this is interesting to...
0: I like it, yeah. To
1: talk about how Leech's mom didn't want to tell him he was a mutant in comparison to autistic children. Yeah. I have friends that have like mentally disabled siblings. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they're not autistic. So it's kind of... It's a, it's a different situation, but they know, like they're self aware of their disability, which I think is helpful mm-hmm. for them because it, I, I feel like then you're not hiding it anymore, and I feel like it's more damaging to hide. Oh
0: yeah, I mean, I, I I'm assuming that totally not Mister Sinister is referring to milder cases, as yeah, opposed to like nonverbal autism, for example, right. where it's like, well, probably you can tell, sure, but if you're if you're not, if you're sort of further up on the spectrum, then you might just be like, wow, uh, other people are treating me differently. Why is that happening to me?
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, that is that is an interesting point. And then the opposite side of this is the situation where people are told they're autistic when they're not. Uh, which is also mm-hmm. a thing that happens usually from stemming from trauma. So instead of getting to the root of the trauma, oftentimes...
0: Oh, I thought you meant the fact that it's used as an insult. Well, that commonly, too. But I was now. thinking
1: about, like, there's definitely some parents who take their children to a doctor and they're like, oh, they're autistic. And it's because they're actually overcoming some sort of severe trauma they experienced earlier right. on in their childhood. Yeah, There's people who use that as an insult as well. But the point is that I think this is a really interesting metaphor. And... uh I don't know. I, I just really liked it and I don't I don't have enough like I just don't have enough <laughs> knowledge on it to speak professionally to it.
0: Yeah, I feel like we have a lot of listeners who know way more about this than we do or either have the diagnosis themselves and like this is something really cool that people can talk about in our discord.
1: Right. And I'm really grateful that that can be discussed in our discord and it's yeah, you, it's an open Space, and that's really great.
0: Yeah, Ryan and I just have ADHD, but you guys like us anyway. I don't know
1: why. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. We have different variants of it but yeah You know I mean we're lucky we made it here This morning I don't know we start We started recording
0: honestly Every time we make it to the show Everyone's lucky we made it here Oh yeah truly it's like the the number Of things that get in the way of us Getting here is high you Know like we're like tripping Over an obstacle course every Morning on our way to the show anyway I don't know we um, were
1: getting distracted talking about Elden Ring and Maddie had to shut It down instantly she was like we need I to did. record.
0: I was like, we're recording now. This is ending. Well, Ryan had to tell me an entire story about the Goofy movie board game. Yeah, which I don't know why I'm bringing that because, up, because our we listeners don't
1: need to get know.
0: into it again. But it's not we out yet. Don't need to get listen.
1: It's it it not out, but it's coming out in 2022. <laughs> and if you're a Goofy movie fan. Like we are Especially me These are the
0: things yeah. That could prevent us From ever recording the show Is talking about A goofy movie For 30 minutes And then being like Well we're out of time uh, <laughs> let, Why don't we do The next question
1: Okay This next question Is from Brock Who writes in I get that The Evolution New Mutants Would be too goofy To take Scott and Gene Seriously as teachers I would have been Super excited for that class though Yes Granted I recognize Scott would Could have given it A better name which class which class with Yes <laughs> Which class with which mutant teacher would you most want to attend if Xavier's had a program Ooh. for adults like us, kind of like Billy Madison?
0: Okay, I have an immediate answer, but go Wait, on. Wait,
1: hold on. Feel free to consider this just in terms of a powered class, but since we're a Billy Madison then real classes with human curriculum are fair game as well.
0: Okay. I, I have a real answer. A Non-Billy Madison answer. Is it Gambit? No. Although, Ga- that's a great answer. That can be your answer. I was going to say meditation class with Storm because I really liked the X-Men Evolution comic book page where Storm and Jean were talking about having extremely powerful uh, movesets, basically, and having to use meditation and self-awareness to overcome that. And I meditate in real life because I... I'm so powerful, obviously, and I just have to master my powers. Yeah,
1: because if Maddie doesn't meditate, she could destroy yeah. an entire galaxy with a lightning bolt and some fire.
0: Yeah, and it's all because I am attracted to women, as everyone knows. Um, so, <laughs> I, <laughs> so I have to meditate to keep those powers in check. Um... But I just, I feel like Storm would be amazing at teaching that class and I would love it. And it would be awesome. But we should also have Gambit teach us how to gamble.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> funny. I was, I mean, this isn't my answer, but I was going to say, Gambit teaching sex ed
0: Oh my god okay wait no we have to Shout out that article though With Magneto teaching sex ed now that You brought that up
1: oh my god yes All right. well you shout it out then
0: Okay so at Polygon I mean I'm sure our listeners know about Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men it's a very popular X-Men podcast But we had Jay do a freelance story For Polygon last week about Whether Magneto or Xavier would be A better sex ed teacher I think we All know who wins that and that article Is fucking hilarious oh it's so People good. should absolutely read it. I was laughing my ass off reading it before it went up because Susanna, like uh Susanna Polo, our comics editor, DM'd it to me because she was like, This is relevant to your interests. And I was like, Oh,
1: my <laughs> oh is <God."> it now?
2: <laughs> it
0: is. It is, thank you very much. Um, but also Gambit, I feel like Gambit Gambit needs to be, like, a social responsibility teacher because I feel like he... Not so much an evolution when he was a young, dumb 19-year-old, but I feel like as an adult, he's very, like, yes, I'm dating multiple people, and I communicate with all of them about exactly what's going on. And so he would be, like, that kind of teacher, but also... Gambit knows when to bend the ethical rules And when people are evil And he doesn't care anymore And it's
1: gonna be one of those situations where the students are like hot for teacher too Oh yeah Like this beautiful like Cajun man comes in And is like hey
0: I mean how old is Gambit when he's doing this Are we talking about current day married Gambit Or are we talking about young hottie Gambit Who's like free and easy Oh
1: I you know I don't know I feel like any age of Gambit is hot Whether he's free and young Or if he's in his 30s I feel like he's a fucking big Business in his, like 70s like He's gonna be good looking
0: maybe This was just only a problem that I had When I was a teenager in school but like I really had trouble finding teachers attractive unless they were, like, the ones that had just graduated college and I could sort of see them in my age range. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I. But I was just, like, incapable of being attracted to people who were older than 22 because I was like, <laughs> they're old and gross. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I did not have that issue, ironically. I know.
0: Other people do.
1: <laughs> I, you know, my issue back then was that I didn't like anybody who was my age, I didn't find them attractive.
0: I think that's really common, actually. I think a lot of people are like, uh, when they're young teenagers, they're like, I want to date this like sexy 25-year-old or higher.
1: Going back to a previous episode that we talked about here on The Mutant Ages, I definitely for a long while kind of crushed on men in their like late 30s when I was 19 Mm -hmm. because that back then finding men like that in general that you could date was really difficult and so finding a man who is well seasoned and out of the closet for 20 years was kind of like the ones I was attracted to
0: it's also like that's the confidence factor
1: that's not the case anymore but you know well
0: I mean now you are the guy in your 30s who's seasoned and out of the closet it's you Ryan (laughs) I'm seasoned out of the
1: closet but I I will not date anybody under the age of 30 so there is that (laughs) so
0: but isn't that also like the issue because i don't think you were dating any 38 year olds as a 19 year old no, i was not
1: except for hugh jackman we were definitely having sex on the side that's how we know each other but he doesn't want to come on to the podcast because he's a little freaked out that people might know but Uh i guess the cat's out of the bag now or the wolverine (laughs) (laughs)
0: okay anyway we're way off topic
1: now (laughs) i love this episode my answer is gonna be some sort of balance class with nightcrawler like yoga or like Just balance in general because I feel like...
0: Gymnastics class.
1: No, not gymnastics, but Kurt is somebody who is... He's always balanced in his core at all times because he never falls down and he's doing all these flips and shit. So
0: like Pilates, you know,
1: but that's why it's kind of like yoga or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know what kind of course that this would be. It could probably, I, mean,
0: I feel like some kind of circus class because you got to have good core strength for like aerials and stuff like that. Well,
1: Right. And I feel like it would incorporate all this. And I think it's important because one, Xavier's going to send us out on stupid ass missions anyway. But two, <laughs> like all these mutant powers are like really hard to use and like, You know, Cyclops shoots his eye beams And he still falls down when he shoots them
0: Yeah, I mean, it's got kickback So he's gotta learn how to work his core
1: Right, or like, what if you're like Warren and you have wings And you're like, okay, how do I manage Flying without crashing into shit Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, according to The Mutant Ages comic book, my power would be Cameras in my eyes, which apparently Doesn't cause me to fall down, but You know, it's me I (laughs) I, I think it's just an important, from my own Practice, similar to you with Meditation um I practice yoga so like I spend a lot of time on my mat just kind of like focusing on myself and my core and just balance I've gotten a lot better about not falling down over the years because of yoga like cuz I can do like tree pose without falling down And Mm -hmm. I think those challenges help us learn how to strengthen not only our core, but our inner strength and grounding ourselves. And if we're grounded, we feel a lot more confident. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is something that is absolutely important to learning your mutant power.
0: And something important to Nightcrawler specifically. Yeah, I just
1: think about a lot of characters who could use it. And, like, Cannonball's another great example. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, all these characters are Iceman even. Like, he's sliding around. I
0: mean, really, these are both um, classes about control but not in the Xavier
1: way (gasps) oh my god control I was gonna say that's the name of the class this is called control Control. and when you pass it you just hear Kirby like control (laughs) and everyone's like what the fuck is that and Emma just shuts the door and she's like there's nothing to see here or ever honestly
0: yeah (laughs) I mean I feel like there's also real classes like Beast would be out here teaching actual science classes and like I don't know Emma can teach history or whatever but I that's fine I'm not saying that isn't important I just care more about the meditation class and i would totally do a yoga class with light crawler too i would not be as good at it as him yeah but right
1: i would do it who wouldn't and again another situation all three of these situations is going to be like hot for teacher
0: oh yeah <laughs> well for us <laughs> i mean are we in these classes
1: yeah i don't know i mean according to warcraft valley we're teaching these classes so that's
0: a great point
1: although i gotta say in the warcraft valley podcast katie and i were like why is poochie teaching swords play <laughs>
0: Okay, that's hilarious. Why wasn't Poochie like teaching a medical class? Who fucking knows? Okay, whatever.
1: (laughs) Those podcasts are good. Anyway, Maddie, I'm sending you the next question here. Great. From Lavender Nebula.
0: So Lavender Nebula writes, Which X-Men would be into watching bad movies and making fun of them? It's a fairly common hobby, so at least one of them would probably be into it. Besides Iceman, of course, he'd probably quote the room constantly <laughs> and annoy everyone. Okay, uh, <laughs> the answer has to be Jubilee. First of all, like just out of the gate, I feel like she would think this was fun oh with yeah. Bobby or without Bobby. I I it's, I'm having trouble even thinking of anyone else. Yeah,
1: Jubilee has like three podcasts all making fun of <laughs> different things. Like one
0: of the podcasts is about Logan.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just one...
0: like shit my dad says, but it's shit Logan <laughs> says. <laughs>
1: And then she also has one That's just her being like This is the video game I'm playing this week And why I'm better At it than you Yeah
0: I feel like She would also have Like a retro gaming Corner on there as well Where she'd be like Here's what I'm emulating Here's what I'm building In my room
1: Yeah oh my god She would But also I feel like She would be somebody Who would have a podcast About record collecting Yeah
0: Yeah jubilee jubilee has like
1: 10 podcasts everyone she does
0: (laughs) she does that's not the question the question is not which podcast does jubilee have but yes she watches bad movies she absolutely has a bad movie podcast she is way into it
1: this is the other answer i have is that beast is also watching a bunch of bad movies and quoting them but he thinks they're actually good
0: Beast is the guy Who's seen Every live action Shakespeare adaptation And he thinks They're all good In their own ways Oh right
1: And he like He's gonna like Give you a deep dive At every sci-fi movie And like How each universe Of it works And everyone's like Mm -hmm. Like when you go to A con And you meet somebody That's like super nerdy About something And they just start Like rattling off All these facts And be like And you're just kind of Nodding as if you know What they're talking about
0: Suddenly they're referring To like 16 other movies And like quoting them at you That is Beast Beast is doing that At every convention Right
1: And it's also like Somebody that you weren't Previously having a conversation with They just walked up And start talking to you about it You
0: know This is reminding me Of that episode That we saw Where Beast went to the art I was just thinking that (laughs) And he was just talking people i love beast so much i love him oh my god oh my god he does that absolutely but i don't know if that counts because i feel like beast genuinely enjoys all of those things and like finds something to like in everything and is like but the filmmaking here is very interesting and they get some (gasps) unusual costuming choices and it's like beast this is not like good. nobody
1: cares. This and is fucking well,
0: Zardoz. Like, why are you talking about the costume? I don't know. It,
1: Beast is also one hundred percent dressing up as Warf at conventions. So
0: absolutely, absolutely. That's he his is. energy. That would be really cute. Beast would be into Star Trek.
1: I'm here for it. I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying this as a fact. Oh
0: yeah, no, <laughs> this is just facts about Beast. I do feel like Beast and Jubilee would enjoy watching bad movies together, and they'd be enjoying it in a different way.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay so following up with that because there's like another movie related question that came from one of our listeners and then a couple of our listeners and discord popped in and gave their suggestions which Ooh, is going this. to be helpful for this so yeah discoking on discord wrote in and said since mcu movies tend to pair superheroes with the sub genres like captain america 2 and political thriller and shan chi yep. what film subgenres would you pair in solo x-men movies Totally not Mr. Sinister said I would love a Wolverine Weapon X movie But done in a horror sort of way Mm. Or a Gambit Heist movie To which then Bob (laughs) O'Toole said Dark Phoenix redone as a holiday (laughs) rom-com And a Beast Forge stoner comedy
0: Oh my god
1: Okay, but I don't feel like I could come up with anything better than the Dark Phoenix holiday rom-com.
0: Okay, I feel like Snacks Snacksman already is that. No offense to, like, the suggestion, but we have inspired it secretly, I think.
1: But I was going to say, we need to write and film this movie we
0: need to write and film the full version of sax man as a full-length movie because that sounds fucking incredible but the beast stoner rom-com i or the beast stoner comedy i haven't moved on from because that's <laughs> fucking incredible regarding weapon x is a horror movie probably just because i have jubilee on the brain but i was sort of thinking like sort of a cult comedy horror movie for jubilee like where she's the vampire oh and like used to have mutant powers i fi- but but Repo the genetic opera style You know what I mean Like goofy as fuck Horror Or
1: like Have you seen the Horror movie on Netflix The Babysitter That kind of yes. Is in the same Yeah Vibe
0: That movie Like you know what I mean Like really high camp horror Where it's like It becomes a cult classic Because that's what Jubilee would deserve I'm trying to think Of something really good For X-23 And it's not working
1: out I do feel like The new mutants Need like One of those Campy 80s films That's feel good And about people coming together and like a Goonies level situation for the New Mutants.
0: I'm so sad that New Mutants wasn't that. New Mutants, they did a horror movie, which like, okay, sure, but like But they could have done the 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 Goonies? Goonies Yeah! Could have been way better. Okay, so let me say um, Emma Frost deserves a basic instinct like sexy thriller.
1: Oh, I love that. The
0: secret reveal, like M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end of Emma's sexy thriller is that she's a psychic. But up until then, she's just fucking with people and nobody has any idea what's going on
1: oh my god what would be a good M. Night Shyamalan film for the X-Men like I don't even know what character it would have to be something really stupid it
0: would be Mr. Sinister
1: no honestly (laughs) It it would probably be like Gambit's bullshit in the swamp honestly oh
0: my god what's the twist though
1: I don't know I mean have you seen Lady in the Water Because like The twists of that Were like absurd I
0: haven't seen it
1: Oh my god I watched it with our friend Steph And we were sitting there And there's a part Where they're like The person who can read The codes will be able To know how to do A, B, C, D And there was like A guy who did Crossword puzzles So they thought it was what? him But the twist turned out To be that it was the kid Who could read the Fucking side of the Cereal boxes It was like Absurd
0: I don't know what You're talking about At all right now
1: You, uh, Somebody <laughs> will be Listening to this And be like I remember this movie It was not good Okay,
0: I trust you because I mean M. Knight is a real hit or miss kind of a guy. Every <laughs> now and then I think his stuff is actually pretty fun. Because it's like I'm I'm down Listen, who? which X-Men's into bad movies? Those X-Men are me and Ryan and Steph. Like, we like that shit. We will watch a bad movie together, absolutely.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. So,
0: yeah, I love this question, by the way. This is very fun. I
1: do, too. And I'm trying to think of something that would work in sort of like a sci-fi comedy fifth element kind of way.
0: Ooh. And I don't
1: know. I kind of feel like Bishop can have that.
0: Ileana, Magic could have something like that.
1: Magic needs, like, the crow. <laughs>
0: Okay, that's actually sick as hell. You're yeah, right. Yeah,
1: right. Like that's her <laughs> shit, and it's gotta be fucking woke as hell.
0: Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. I like Bishop in the fifth element. I love that actually. That's adorable for him.
1: Yeah, I mean like it just I don't know. Also
0: like cable and Deadpool are in the background. Deadpool right. is, is Ruby, Ruby Rod. Rod. <laughs> 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 Cable is the Bruce Rillis character.
1: I have no idea who Lelou is in this scenario. What well,
0: Bishop is? Bishop is the sort oh, of dumb, you're saying... <laughs> the dumb hot Bishop is at the center of it all. Okay, and he time traveled there, but he doesn't know what's going on.
1: Yeah, but Lelu's actually pretty fucking smart. So there's but that. So is
0: Bishop in this? It turns out okay. Bishop does know what's going on. We're going to redeem him in this movie. Good,
1: he deserves. And that. he's going
0: to be naked. Making... <laughs> I don't know why. It's going to be hot. We're just going to make Bishop into a character he's never been allowed to before in this Oh, I movie. agree.
1: What? Okay, Maddie, what would Rogue get?
0: This is hard because I want Rogue to actually get a real movie that is Captain Marvel 2. I don't think she's going to get that. I'm just no. like, I really want her to get like a straightforward badass action movie like for real in our actual timeline yeah same i don't know what fake genre movie she should get
1: i don't know either i think just an action film would be fantastic
0: yeah i feel like she just deserves a real movie (laughs) i don't know so it's hard for me to answer that yeah
1: this is a great rabbit hole we could go down
0: yeah it's very fun this is a fun question Clearly a fun brain teaser for the Discord, too.
1: Right. I, I really enjoyed that.
0: OK, so this next one's from Drake, who writes, hey, Maddie and Ryan, I had a different reading of the Ghost of a Chance episode and wanted to share it. Basically, I don't buy the plot twist that Danielle was in a hibernation state for two years. As far as I can tell, there are no other versions of her with a hibernation power, and the team just trusts Xavier's word about it in X-Men Evolution. To me, Xavier clearly didn't want Danielle at the Institute after everyone's nightmares, so he used his powers to make the X-Men take Danielle back to the canyon. He then tried to mind wipe everyone, including Danielle's grandfather, but was unable to completely wipe Danielle's mind because of her mutant powers. Taking desperate measures, Xavier mind controlled Kitty into phasing Danielle into a cave, assuming she'd be trapped there for good. Although he was able to wipe the minds of all the other X-Men, Kitty phased herself to resist the full mind wipe. The effect was that Kitty had full memories of everything before Xavier's attempt to get rid of Danielle and a vague memory of the cave. Her dreams of the mansion filling with water were her mind's way of trying to make sense of the fragmented memory. When Kitty and Kurt reached the canyon, Danielle was trying to use her powers to reach out to anyone nearby who might listen. After rescuing Danielle, Xavier made up the story about hibernation as a cover <laughs> and didn't want to risk trying again. What do you think? Does my theory make sense? I it mean, it does. I, <laughs> it does. We
1: did scream repeatedly in that episode. We were like, is he actually brainwashing everyone?
0: <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I just gotta say it makes sense because. I don't
1: even have a comment other than, yeah, this is just canon now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like with the point of reading this was for us to share it because it's just true. Uh, and like, yeah. also, ah. even at the time, I feel like we were like, what's up with the hibernation thing I mean I didn't really like say it on the show but inside I was like I don't know about that
1: no you did say it on the show you're like I don't remember that being her power and I was like yeah neither I feel do like I. I at
0: least was like I don't know how this works I think I said something like that because it doesn't really make any fucking sense right it may- definitely makes sense for Xavier to have this power because we know he can do shit like this
1: this would actually explain why there's random segments with all the Bobby and cannibal with Logan shit just happening in the background that were quote unquote part of the dream but then they happened in real life also does that make yeah, sense i mean
0: it does and it, it also sort of answers the question of how the entire episode works i mean of course this isn't truly canon but it is and we're going to address it as though it is um it it just it feels it feels more logical if xavier was behind it all because it's also like kitty realizing that Xavier is a villain is also the other arc of that episode yeah i don't know it just makes a lot more sense if it's her realizing that and he really is a villain because he fucked up all this stuff and then the show ends and <laughs> savior becomes evil for real at the end of the show
1: yeah Ugh, if, only, if only that would have been a great arc for x-men evolution
0: it would have made a lot more sense Honestly, I mean, we would
1: have been used to it. It's happened in the animated series plenty of times. It
0: has. And also in the comics, because when Danielle yeah. Moonstar is recruited in the comics, I mean, I've talked about this a thousand times, but Xavier actually is evil during Danny's first arc because he's been taken over by the brood. Also, he's Xavier, so he's evil anyway. Oh, but you know what I'm saying? Wow.
1: Yeah, that, that would be weird if the brood was just randomly in X-Men Evolution. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. They could have just done something else, but whatever.
1: I mean, that's true. All right. The next question is from elena who writes what were kitty and kurt doing what were kitty and kurt doing pre sins of the sun episode that they were the only ones in the school that got sick
0: ha! i i wondered this too by they're way they're
1: both so gay so surely not making out
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> you can't even picture them making out honestly it's just <laughs> weird and gross
1: Um, I I don't know
0: (laughs) I don't know They both were I don't know honestly like what were they doing sneaking out of the house in the middle of the night going to the carnival i don't know honestly but i did have the same thought where i was like why did kitty and kirk get sick and no one else did i mean it was just for the sake of the jokes but I,
1: it was but that's a great question like who were who the, who they hanging out with
0: yeah who is the disaster bisexual that both of them were kissing
1: i don't know that's a great question yeah what is kirk gonna be like out of when is he gonna come out of the closet in the comics
0: and fuck logan i don't know they're already fucking.
1: I mean they're so close. They're so close to doing it. They got kitty out, so that's that's a step.
0: I know, it's exciting. Yay kitty. Yeah. I feel like I see, I would say Avalanche, but I don't think Avalanche and Kurt ever hook up. No. Um, and Rogue? No way. She wouldn't okay, kiss weather. That's, that's gross. Right. Uh Danny Moonstar doesn't exist yet in that episode. And also she w- she's gay, so she's not gonna kiss Kurt.
1: And it's not Scott because Kitty's not into Scott. It,
0: yeah, that's just weird too. So it's like they don't have any they don't have any romantic overlap.
1: Maybe it's Bobby. I don't know. Yeah,
0: Bobby's just trying things. I
1: don't know.
0: <laughs> Bobby is you So that kind of makes sense Or he's like maybe I could convince myself I like girls and Kitty's like Why are you choosing me to try this on
1: I don't know but it's really funny because I'm trying to Think about who it could possibly be
0: It's funny that they really have no romantic Or shipping overlap like we really Can't think of anyone that's Funny
1: it's got to be somebody at school But at that point they're all been they've all been Outed right
0: and also like why didn't Anyone else get sick
1: you know what I'm just Going to go and say that it was Amanda
0: All right. I don't hate that.
1: I would buy that. I would buy Kitty hooking up with her. Me
0: too. For no reason. Me too. (laughs) I mean,
1: other than that, does she think she's hot? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Elena writes in also I don't know if this has been asked before, but who came up with the name The Mutant Ages? What was the thought process? Were there any rejected names? So we talked about this a little bit on the last episode.
0: Are we going to do a dramatic reading of our chats?
1: I don't even know where those chats went. Hold on. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, but do you want to do that? Because we can. Yeah,
1: I'm at the top here. So Maddie sent me a bunch of chats. So
0: here's is, here is us reenacting the Facebook chat. This was Facebook Messenger. This was back when we were still using Facebook Messenger.
1: Like 2017. Yep,
0: this is 2017. and God,
1: we've been doing this for that many years. Wow.
0: I know. Well, we were still doing Insomniacs in the morning at the time.
1: That's right, which comes up in this because for some reason... Well, we'll find out. Let's, okay, let's read right. this incredible chat story. Okay,
0: so the very first one is just... Us brainstorming the show so i say at the top we could do a show where we watch every old episode of every x-men cartoon and talk about it
1: and then i say holy shit lol wait has that not been done before which by the way i'm sure it had been
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean who cares maybe
1: not like this show because this is <laughs> got to be like way off the rails about like uh, who's fucking who and how queer we are yeah oh wait you're saying i mean who cares and uh, okay okay maddie's saying i mean who cares because that's what it actually says and i said we should look that up
0: (laughs) and i say even if it has that doesn't stop us from doing it
1: which i say what would that even be called let's watch old cartoons
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then i say okay but we can we please come up with a better title because let's watch two movies is the worst title for anything i've ever done Oh, my God. What? I, I came up with that title. I'm allowed to say that.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, but starting with X-Men is a good place to start. Ryan. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> starting with X-Men is a good start.
0: <laughs> then I say, I think it should only be X-Men cartoons.
1: Well, we have six months to come up with a good title and get a SoundCloud. Now, by the way, I don't know why I'm saying this. Okay, this
0: is hilarious because why is it six months? Ryan stopped <laughs> to be like, why did we have six months? And I was like, I don't know. I
1: don't know. I'm pretty sure, like, (laughs) Insomniacs in the Morning was ending then.
0: (laughs) It wasn't. We did, like, it straight through, but I don't know why six months was the time period.
1: I I don't think it was six months. I think we started this, like, within a month of this chat, honestly.
0: We probably had something else going on then. Like, we were like, oh, we're busy with some other project for the next six months or, like, a work thing. There probably was a reason.
1: I don't know. Anyway. I have no idea.
0: Okay, so here's what I say. So it's a continuation of my previous thought, so I'll just read it straight through. I think it should only be X-Men cartoons because there's, like, a million of those and we'll honestly never get through them all.
1: That's true, (laughs) which I also say, LOL, true. Then I say, how about... The mutant age has now begun. And I said, now she left. Well, I actually wrote, no, she left. But I think it's supposed to say now. I don't know why I'm saying that because you're answering like a second later.
0: I think it's in response to a different uh, chat because I just I just cut these together so that it was like in the middle of us talking about another topic.
3: Oh, okay. Um,
0: And then I say I like that title or something about mutants in general. Magneto's hordes are on the way. Okay, so this is where we should pause and explain. (laughs) <laughs> the mutant age has now begun is ryan's first suggestion and i feel like we should give ryan the credit because that is very close to what we ended up choosing and that was his first suggestion um and my quote is magneto's hordes are on the way both of these quotes are f- lyrics from pride of the x-men they are x-men 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 okay so anyway um we love that song right we're fucking obsessed with that song and that's why we are immediately quoting it before we have even decided the full reality of the show here's the other thing that surprised me about this i thought that we were just going to do x-men tas at first but for some reason my initial suggestion was every cartoon so we are we have been wrong about that this whole time i
1: yeah i thought it was me who suggested that me
0: too and i apparently made my bed (laughs) and you were the one who came up with the mutant ages
1: you i like how we got this backward because i thought you came up with the title wow well there's actual proof here that our memories our memories are not that good our
0: memories Okay, so do we want to keep reading these?
1: Yeah, read this like whole monologue that you sent me after this because you got excited. <laughs> Here's what I
0: say. And it would be a really fun show for us to do every week because it's just an excuse to watch a cartoon and then talk about it. We could do every single X-Men cartoon in the order in which they were made, including cartoon <laughs> movies if we want, just like chronological order, basically. To
1: which I say, yes, wait, does that mean we start with Pride of the X-Men? And
0: I say, hell yeah, we do. I realize we already covered it once on Insomniacs, but like we have to start there because that's <laughs> the perfect insane pilot episode.
1: Okay, wait hold on then we go we go back to the name and i'm like well we still need a name i sort of like the i say the mutant age again i'm like i sort of like the mutant age and then i say has begun
0: because that's the full line the mutant age has begun right and then i say i think that's too long and cumbersome (laughs) which i'm
1: like well it could be something else silly
0: i say we need something that's a little more specific but i mean it's not bad
1: okay now continuing my previous comment i say Logan's Bart, and then I say with an asterisk, I mean Logan's bar, where we don't drink or go to a bar. I don't know why I said like what am I
0: even saying? And I say L (laughs) O L And then I just type um and then you write.
1: I say (laughs) I'm trying to think of something X-Men specific to us. And
0: then I say maybe just the mutant age.
1: Okay, so you did suggest. Okay, so you pulled like a Timon here where like Pumbaa's like, I have an idea. And Timon's like, wait, I have an idea.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, how about the mutant age? And you're like, is that taken? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I Google it and I'm like, no.
1: Then I say, what about the mutant ages? Oh my God, it's me. It's me.
0: Yeah, it's you. And you say, since we're doing multiple cartoons. And I say, ooh, not bad. Yeah. And that is, I think, what we landed on. And then for some reason, that wasn't good enough for me. And I I write Homo Superior, which is the name of another X-Men podcast, by the way.
1: Who we like, and they're great.
0: We do like. um, But anyway, I say I also go on to say so far, the mutant ages is the front runner in my mind
1: yeah mine too because like we have a lot of material to work with
0: and i say it also is a double meaning because it's about mutants growing up the mutant aging so deep so many layers
1: i'm (laughs) not gonna read this next paragraph where i list off all the x-men shows which are not not? even all the ones i although i will point out that it says we can also do all the lego shit i don't know what i'm talking about there i don't even remember (laughs) x-men
0: Okay, wait, it's fucking hilarious that you wrote down a list of every single show, and then my response is just one word. Yup. No punctuation. It's just me acknowledging that you did that. Okay, wait, can we do a bonus thing where you read this fucking
1: d thing? This one goes out to you, Mink. Uh, I- I just go... okay so first of all to our listeners if you have not watched demon in d2 on our youtube channel the mutant ages please go watch it because it'll make a ton more sense but basically demon is our parody movies we shot in high school parody being very loosely used
0: okay but of course it's parodies of the x-men ryan was playing a parody of bobby iceman um named robbie flake and i was playing atomica blue aka gene gray
1: we were just doing funny shit on camera with superpowers basically and naming ourselves off of the x-men with parody names it's all there you can watch it and you can watch our reactions to it because we watched it with you so then i for some reason in this chat, go, so if we made a bunch of demon movies that followed the x-men movies it would be D three another stand demon origins agent D demon first class the agent D I don't know why agent <laughs> D is like suddenly the main character okay this is my favorite demon weeks of past future I love that and then demon maybe apocalypse in parentheses better than the actual film and then just D what is
0: that? I think this is
1: supposed to be Logan. Oh.
0: <laughs> and, this is, and this is
1: my character. Robbie turns out to be the villain in literally all of them. I just shoehorned this entire movie series for me to play Mr. Sinister repeatedly. Okay,
0: and then I need to read my response, which is, as usual, I have no idea what you're talking about, but you just listed, like, 12 movies. Okay, Ryan, sounds like a plan. We'll start shooting those tomorrow. So, honestly, I think I, I just found this while I was looking for stuff, and <laughs> I screenshot because it was so funny and i think this was a day when you just logged in sent me that out of nowhere and logged off like that was the context of it
3: oh my god
0: (laughs) anyway so that's how we came up with the title the mutant ages is because we're obsessed with with pride of the x-men and also like i said in the past it's it's about the ages of of all the mutant Time periods.
1: Can I just say that if we filmed those demon movies like that, <laughs> D- Agent D was played by Rye T. So we basically would have just made Rai T the star. Well, of the yeah, show. because
0: because apparently. I don't know. We're just like, yeah, Ritey is going to be the star of six movies because Hugh Jackman was. So get ready, Ritey. Strap in. I
1: knew, but T was even playing Wolverine. Okay, we didn't
0: really have a Wolverine. Ritey
1: is on our live reads, by the way, which we didn't do one this month, but we'll be back in April. So go to our YouTube channel for those also, and you can see Ritey in those old movies and in our live readings of unpublished screenplays Of the X-Men.
0: Yeah, you can watch the Dazzler script. It's good shit.
1: Okay. Oh, my
0: God. So I guess we answered that question.
1: (laughs) Okay, so Fulcane writes in, what do you think about this post from one of the creators supposing that the following, the never-presented Dark Phoenix events of the Evolution timeline, Scott and Rogue are apparently involved. Ooh. And they included a little piece here from some forum where Frank Power from x-men evolution i don't know where it's quoted from but it's quoted here in the post that says we played the relationship card with scott and rogue she makes a play for him and why not if anyone has an idea of what she's going through it would be scott he lives Mm. in fear of losing control of his powers and killing somebody so so does she he had a lousy childhood so does she he always feels isolated because of his powers and of his responsibility so does she and he's the one who reached out to her and brought her into an environment of warmth family and friends why wouldn't she make a play for him? She reads Jean's actions towards Scott as mean. Jean is a player, the cheerleader who has everything and can't make up her mind at what she wants. Scott is an item to her just like Duncan and who knows whom else. Rogue thinks Jean is a dumbass and cannot re- recognize a good thing when she sees it. So yeah, she's going to Blake a play at the guy. Oh, as a minor side note, on the final episode, during the peek into the future, check out who is not included in the group shot and check out whom Rogue lands next to. Mm. So this is really interesting because I had never known this about X-Men Illusion until this email came in yeah and apparently this was a response in 2007 wow
0: so it was pretty recent after the show had ended
1: right and frank power was like yeah our plan was to hook those two up which is a character pairing that." i would
0: agree that that is sort of the loose interpretation but what he keeps writing is rogue makes a play at scott over and over which sounds more like rogues the aggressor there and scott is kind of like okay i'm depressed you know which i believe i believe that you know
1: yeah and i like this perspective that gene is perceived on this show as somebody who doesn't actually fully care about these relationships (laughs) and is like yeah i can like date whoever i want and it's cool
0: yeah i mean also like it's teenage gene she's making mistakes but even adult gene is like kind of into logan like you know what i mean like it's i i don't know how they were gonna work with that on this show
1: i don't either i mean madeline Pryor. would it be funny if there was like a jean gray twin that showed up oof
0: i don't know i mean i guess it's like if we believe logan was 22 and jean you know grows up she's she's 19 she's 20 logan's 25 it gets less weird but it's still kind of weird but i could see them going there and just being like don't worry about it uh, they're dating now.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, according to this point, this is happening when Jean's just dead.
0: Yes. Right. Which makes a lot more sense. Right. Um, cause if it's all post Phoenix saga, Scott's got to hook up with somebody and, um, who's it going to be, you know, not Logan for some reason.
1: It's Kurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's Kurt doing? Yeah. What is Kurt? What is Kurt doing these days? Like, well, he's busy getting the flu because him and Kitty Pride <laughs> made him out and Kitty with Amanda. Experimenting Seftin.
0: with Amanda Septon. Yeah, I listen. I I don't think this is that unrealistic. It is for comic book Rogue and Scott. It, it would be weird. But for these specific versions of the characters, I can totally see it. You know? It makes sense to me.
1: Oh, yeah. I totally agree with that. Wait,
0: so who does Rogue land next to in that
1: shot? Scott.
0: Oh, oh, okay. He, she huh. lands
1: next to Scott. That's what, she's, what they're saying, is that Jean's oh. not included in that shot specifically. Right,
0: she's dead. Right.
1: So, <laughs> uh, anyway... Let's. We're going to do a voicemail. Okay, great. Can I, like, preface this particular voicemail? Because it's got a funny pre-story that is referenced inside. Oh,
0: my God, yes. Okay, yes. Please explain the backstory on this, which I already know. But tell okay. the listeners.
1: Basically, our phone number is tied to, like, a Google phone number, as these usually are, right? Yes. And... You can't have a Google phone number without it being forwarded to somebody's phone. And that's just how it works because they want to make sure that like you're a real person and that like mm-hmm. you're not just utilizing it to do shady shit.
0: So it does get sent to Ryan's phone. Right. Is what and I don't
1: usually pick it up. So there was a day where it was like a couple of weeks ago, right when I had gotten back from a short trip to New Jersey to cover the Nickelodeon Universe roller coaster place on my vlog and i i was switching jobs
0: yes and you have a new job now i do i do and I,
1: my car was also going into the body shop because the friday before i left somebody had backed into my car at the mall because everything mm-hmm. happens at the mall like fun story. It was like a teenage who back to my mall. Got scared and then like drove away. So it became a much bigger production than it needed to be. So yep. it took forever to get the insurance to go through. So there was a day where the insurance people were calling me and the auto body shop and like stuff about my new job and like HR was calling me. So I had all these weird numbers coming through, and I just mm-hmm. was like, yeah, I just have to return all these phone calls when they come through. And so one of them was somebody calling our Mutant Ages phone line. And I just like saw the number come through And I wasn't really paying attention and so I was just Calling it back because I was like oh it's probably the Insurance claim getting back to me And so I call it up and this guy That's on the end he's like hello I'm like hey I'm just Returning this call because somebody called me And the person goes Ryan I'm like yep That's me <laughs> and he's like Oh I was just trying to leave a Message for you guys and I was like Wait you guys and then Suddenly it's like so he, he starts talking About how he had a question for the mutination he's like Oh no <laughs> I just called this person on their phone. And so we start laughing. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm having like the craziest day where there's like a thousand phone calls coming through my phone right now. And I cannot... Distinguish what they are I'm like I didn't mean To call you You can call back He's like yeah I was in the middle Of leaving the message And I picked up this (laughs) So I have to call back again But don't pick it up I'm like I'm like okay I won't I'm like but And it's somebody Who was relatively new To the mutant ages And I was like I was like well You got a very different Experience Because uh,
0: normally We promise people Like you know Don't be anxious About calling the number We won't pick it up And it's like In this instance It was like Worst case scenario If you have social anxiety Where like the podcast host calls you back personally and is like hi what did you want and it's like what's happening
1: what's
0: happening right now i would be panicking if it were me i would be like i'll never call you again i'm so I mean, sorry I, I wouldn't
1: i i'm you and i are very different about this i would be like oh well you know this, this is cool but they are really awesome and I, i'm glad i was able to like give them a very different kind of welcome to the community so yeah,
0: okay but also we're sorry and this isn't how it would happen that was a weird thing don't worry about this to all the other listeners um right (laughs) so we're gonna play these messages i guess from this person
4: hi Brian and maddie this is me i recently joined your patron and i've been wanting to um send a a letter or a voicemail but you guys are so thorough (laughs) that you always end up covering the stuff i want to talk about before um before i get a chance to send something in but anyways i'm listening to your recap of episode two season two this is the episode where storm and beast crash congress to try and convince everyone that mutants are not dangerous while Mm -hmm. the x-men hide in a cave usually you guys were wondering why scott is in charge of leading the x-men and hating on him for abandoning mystique behind enemy lines in the previous episode Mm -hmm. um Anyways, Ryan and Maddie, uh, you guys were both uh, like, why is Scott in charge? And why did he leave Mystique
1: behind? Cyclops is terrible, etc." cetera. And um, Ryan, uh,
4: you were saying that only Storm, Jean, Kitty, or Emma should be allowed to leave the X-Men. And that reminded me of something that Mystique said in the second to last episode of season two, when she was disguised as Xavier. Um, the X-Men were in the danger room Trying to defeat a fake Magneto dummy And Oh,
1: sorry That's me, that's me calling him <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, This is so, a really good
0: question so far I like want to okay. hear part two
4: Here it goes Hi Brian, Maddie, this is part two Of my very long uh, rant about Mystique <laughs> um, This part is shorter I'm just going to start because I got caught off before but anyways, I have this fear about why Mystique um can come off as um callous or limited in her ability to empathize and connect with other people, including her own children. And just by the way, before I start <laughs> just ranting more, um I have no I have a very rudimentary or like pop culture level understanding of like animal behaviors and evolution and all that stuff. So my theory only works if we assume that Mystique's <laughs> okay. shifting abilities are reptilian in nature. Like, in the live-action films, Mystique's shape-shifting is definitely made to resemble a lizard's camouflaging mechanism. Mm-hmm. So if Mystique is part reptile, maybe that's the reason she has a harder time connecting uh, to other people and even her children. Um, because, like, isn't it true that mammals compared to reptiles uh, Where's Katie? I we know, need right? her. Mammals' nerves are young, and um, reptiles often, like, desert their offspring after they hatch.
1: Oh, yeah. They I did also have this that.
4: idea, which I don't know where I picked up, that reptiles don't have a sense of play like mammals do. Hmm. Anyway, just wanted to uh, see what you guys thought of that, you know, if maybe uh, Mystique is that way because she's, like, part lizard.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> That'd be yeah. sick. I don't think so that's part that's of
4: the comics, but uh, thank you for the amazing podcast, and I've really enjoyed listening to you guys. I've um, I've watched the whole uh, X Men T A S um, and listened to you guys um, as I've been watching that, and I've just been having a lot of fun, and I've like reconnected with my inner child. So thanks for that. And thanks for the amazing content.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, thank you you for this really incredible question, which I feel like Katie Mack would be able to answer for us if she were here. Okay, so this is Ryan. And Katie. From the future. And I did get her to kind of sit down and answer this question about Mystique's reptile-like behavior. So Katie... Do you, I, we don't know anything about how reptiles work or lizards, but Katie owns multiple lizards I, I and do. watches endless National Geographic. So, it, I mean, would it be true for a reptile to not be able to connect with its offspring? And would they want to kill their
2: offspring? It depends. So crocodiles, in general, will stay with their nest from the minute they lay it to the minute it hatches. When they hatch, they actually will go and get their babies, pick them up, take them to the water, stay with them in the water for up to a year, and watch them for a year. To, like, they're not going to chase away any predators, but they're just going to be like, hey, I'm the biggest thing here. Okay. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with my babies.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: So, depends on it. Others, like, literally will lay eggs in the ground and walk away.
1: What about lizards, specifically?
2: lizards specifically it depends on the species okay like it, it goes either way and like as far well, as not
1: not all lizards camouflage right
2: not all of them no like half of mine don't <laughs> <laughs> but like you've seen bodhi he changes one of them my crested gecko will change colors when he's happier man oh that's
1: true too so but if we went by that theory mystique's camouflage and all her like transforming would be reflective of her mood which is not the right. case most of the time not the case
2: most of the time right and like most chameleons and things like they reflect depending on where they are and their moods
1: okay so like they don't but so how are they do they connect with like their offspring or are there are like do they um connect with other lizards they can't right they're
2: they they do with some lizards like
1: okay i don't know what's a good reptile example i didn't realize that there was gonna be so many categories of reptiles
2: oh well for one thing reptiles number is four to one on the (laughs) planet as far as species okay (laughs) (laughs) like there there are more reptiles in australia than humans by like a shit ton okay but like also like as far as behaviors like they can learn tricks they can play Okay. Like, I've washed a bearded dragon chase after a blueberry like it's a tennis ball. So
1: what I'm hearing (laughs) is that Mystique's just a bitch.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you remember Mojave? She would come and cuddle with me.
1: That's true. So they do have the capacity to show compassion and love or some sort of, like, emotion.
2: Some sort of emotion, like... Their brains are about the size of a grain of rice, right but there is something in there.
1: That's you know that's a fair point where mystique obviously has like a full human brain. Right. So I think
2: she's just a bitch.
1: <laughs> I have that wonderful X-Men comic where she's trying to just cut Kurt's throat on the cover.
2: Like, yeah, yeah, it's like mean, that yeah. <laughs> like,
1: So that you're telling me that's not normal in the animal kingdom.
2: I mean some will eat their babies. Okay. I know spiders that eat their husbands.
1: That's gross. Charlotte. That's why Charlotte doesn't have a husband.
2: She is a black widow. You do
1: know that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With that, we're going to go. Goodbye, everyone.
0: (laughs) I don't feel like that's ever something that's been explored with Mystique, but I do feel like, um, well, we were just talking about the brood, but I feel like just some of the different alien characters... Sometimes it's presented as like, oh, they have different morality or like some more complex version of a hierarchy or like a social system than the human characters do. And like, I always feel like that's a fun sci-fi premise to like have these otherworldly characters. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, oh, like the way they express love and like the way that their family system works is different and like maybe kind of alien and scary to us. But like, that's just how they see things. And I always think that's like a cool idea.
1: I, I do don't too. Know
0: if that's how they're trying to present mystique as like literally not human. I, you I, know,
1: that's a great question, but I feel like these questions that he was bringing up about, um, The reptiles And Mm -hmm. how they act In the wild I mean I don't know The answers to this And I really feel like Maybe I can get Katie To answer And can plug her in (laughs) On this real quick
0: Would Katie be offended By this The idea that her lizards Don't love her For
1: the record everyone (laughs) Katie is like The animal expert Of all of her friends She knows
0: a lot About animals Like for real Because
1: like That's all she consumes All day
0: Like, (laughs) Like almost became a vet But didn't Well yeah
1: I mean she still wants to And she's thinking About going back down on that path again so everyone support katie yeah
0: like she legit studied it like went to college for becoming a vet for a bit and then didn't didn't end up pursuing it in the end but she does know a lot
1: yeah but like i can tell you right now that she watches like mostly national geographic and reads like all those articles about animals and follows like a thousand social media <laughs> <laughs> accounts on different animal cats. like she knows all this and she'll like rattle off the science to me and i'll be interested for about like five minutes and it's like it <laughs> kind of it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with somebody just walking up and tell you but yourself. i'm like i think this is interesting but i have no idea what you're saying anymore so
0: yeah absolutely. and we'll be going to animal
1: kingdom in next week so that will be fun it
0: will be god when ryan and i were at animal kingdom with katie and she was gonna
1: kill us okay she like, was
0: gonna kill us because we were not taking it seriously enough we were not respecting the animal kingdom
1: everyone please go to my youtube channel and find the disney vlogs From 2019 (laughs) We're like wandering around the zoo And like zooming in on gorillas Being like hey that gorilla's Really high right now It's it's very funny And I was like this is really funny And Katie's like I don't think it's that funny And I was like (laughs) It is <laughs> you guys really should go watch those videos. They're really funny. Okay, yeah,
0: they
1: are. Uh, so this next listener mail is just more of a statement that was sent to us that I feel like we should share. But okay, great. Spencer writes in and says, "Just finished the final evolution episode, and I really enjoyed it. I just wanted to say in that final flash forward of possible future events, it's not apocalypse of the Sentinels that Xavier is seeing, but it's a bastion. Oh, well anyway, look forward to hearing more. Which honestly makes a lot more sense." <laughs>
0: It does look like Apocalypse in our defense, and it's like a split-second shot. Yeah, we we don't really get,
1: like, a lot of other information, so...
0: No, no. But, I mean, it's cool to know all the stuff they were planning.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Here's another great one. Do you
0: want to send it to me? It's been a while.
1: No, it's short. Uh, Okay. Well, you want not sure. If you want to read this, go ahead, because this...
0: (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) Okay, I don't know what it is, and you're, like, making a noise. (laughs) Oh my god! Okay, I do remember this one. Okay, we have we have talked about this before. Okay, so Lavender Nebula sent us a question, important question, which is: Is the crystal on Mister Sinister's head a J O crystal, a jackoff crystal?
1: Can somebody? Well, first, should we explain what the jackoff crystal is for anybody that doesn't know?
0: Yeah. So this is. I'm probably going to explain it wrong, but it's like a mutual masturbation joke, right? Like guys stand in a circle. Am I wrong? Is this not it? I
1: thought the Jackoff crystal was based off of a Craigslist ad. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. Go on.
1: Yeah, I think it is a Craigslist thing where it was like... Now I'm Googling Some guy it. posted a ad in like 2008.
0: Yeah, I found it. I found the Craigslist thing. Okay, so it's charge up in J.O. Yeah. And he writes...
1: Oh, you're going <laughs> to read it? I was going to read it. I was going to read it. Oh, our listener mail from the classic J.O. crystal.
0: Okay, so so this this guy wrote, the crystal I wear around my neck contains an essence that gets recharged when I jack it with a bro who also has a crystal. A bro.
1: Yup. Bro. Okay, so
0: this is where where my, my part came in is that I thought it was a I thought it was like a mutual masturbation thing. No, you're right. You're right. It gives me confidence at work, home, social situations, etc. Nobody knows what? it's a JO crystal but me and my bros. I've seen it glow white while jerking it with a bud. That's how I know this is real. You can come over for as long as you want, but I need a picture of you. Preferably wearing a crystal before I waste my time. <laughs> I love this. Yes, Mr. Sinister charges up his his forehead crystal whenever he JOs with a bro. With a bro.
1: Cannot, I cannot... Lo- I love how this... Because, yeah, according to Urban Dictionary, it says a magic crystal that treasures up and glows when two or more bros jack off together. Yeah. And then there's there's like an example. What the fuck? It says, dude, the other night at the lake, me and my bros formed a circle around the fire and just fucking jacked off together for like four hours. It was crazy. All of our J.O. crystals started glowing and the woodland (laughs) creatures were howling and coming up to the fire and shit.
0: I love this. Honestly, the J. O. Crystal, the energy of the post seems much more Wolverine, like living in the woods than it does Mr. <laughs> Sinister. If I'm being honest with you about like the energy of it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Mr. Sinister... I don't know, he doesn't quite have the same energy But I like the idea I
1: mean, like, Mr. Sinister would have a jack-off circle With the other Mr. Sinisters And their crystals is more likely The event that would happen I can't yeah. imagine Mr. Sinister having sex with anyone Other than himself most of the time Like, maybe Apocalypse Yeah, it
0: is tough to imagine I mean, he certainly, like, would I feel like he, he would watch other people have sex And, like, take notes <laughs> for science reasons like, Yeah
1: Okay, well, his version of sex is, like, taking two men And sticking, like, tentacle tubes in their butts while planting bugs in their chest so
0: yeah i mean that is technically sex i mean like penetration is happening so yeah
1: that's true that's like a whole different kind of porn we're talking about <laughs> yep. oh boy uh, yeah so
0: i think i think we answered this question um that's let's true move uh, on
1: <laughs> so i'm gonna send you this
0: just send me the same one again i'm like hmm okay
1: okay no <laughs> yeah i i don't think this is gonna work the way i want to so i'm just gonna take a picture I'm going to read it, but you need the picture as a reference. Okay. So... This comes in from mutant me Who also just left us a great Voicemail and wrote Ryan was right About what Kurt is, is eating right. in the episode Ghost of a Chance it was a hot dog And not only he that but right. when Kitty Started shouting on Kurt's face About Danielle Kurt squeezes the Hot dog and the sausage shoots out like a Missile over oh Kurt's shoulder God, As Maddie it. trying to do an Xavier Delete of the phallic shaped <laughs> foods Of the show just saying <laughs>
0: Okay, but you can't blame me for thinking this was just a sub sandwich Because why is Kurt eating it with slices of what appeared to be either a tomato or salami I don't know I do On his know. hot dog And it's on what appears to be a Subway bun I'm not crazy, okay? It is a hot dog, but also
1: I, This is the kind of shit that I would have put together in high school and called a meal I mean Yeah Okay, but also this is something that is making me think that Kurt might be a stoner <laughs>
0: With slices of salami on it. And mustard? And, well, mustard's fine for
1: hot In like a sub roll. Yeah,
0: but in a sub roll. I look, I don't know. I don't.
1: <laughs> I don't know. know either. It's
0: incredible, though.
1: Couple more questions here. Uh, totally not Mr. Sinister writes Which do you think is the most overrated X-Men event? This is a good question.
0: Whoa, it is a good question. We have certainly dissed X-Men versus Avengers many times. <laughs> we, have, we have talked about how much we fucking hated it. I think you're
1: thinking of the X-Men versus Inhumans. Let me look this up. Well, I can tell you right now that's the event that I hate the most. I think that was stupid. Maybe
0: it was X-Men versus Inhumans.
1: I, X-Men versus Inhumans had Miss Marvel in it. I do remember that.
0: Okay. That must be what I'm talking about. Yeah. I didn't
1: read it all. Well, it's stupid. It's stupid <laughs> because of the whole Terrigen Miss shit and it was all happening because like, that was that whole event was the reaction to the contracts not being established between Fox and Disney and that was absurd and i really hated every second of it
0: yeah i'm looking at the recap of it Ugh, this looks dumb
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't read it. Whatever you do, just avoid it, everyone. Avoid reading those.
0: Oh, right. This was Emma's lying and saying that she, like, faked to death in order to trigger the... We did talk about this on the show, didn't we?
1: I did. Although that's more of a crossover event. Is that really just an X-Men standalone event?
0: Oh, is it? Is this supposed to be standalone? Okay, let me... I am hmm. i don't
1: know. I'm just saying. And I'm like, what? what counts?
0: Well, I know a lot of people hated, like, some of the early Hope events. I read those. I didn't mind all of them.
1: I didn't hate them. I mean Bishop was kind of dumb in those.
0: Bishop was very dumb. I will say that. I do really dislike the way they treated Bishop in those events. They made him seem really stupid. He just kept fucking up all the time. That was frustrating to read. Yeah. I think I think people hate that for very good reason.
1: Right. I it's I'm actually trying I'm having a tough time pulling out an event that's X-Men specific that I dislike. The most of the stuff I don't like are crossover events because yeah. they're usually not well written and very recently, with all of the Tracoan era, it's there's been a lot of communication between the teams, and it's been very good. Yeah, it's pretty so good. So another X-Men event that I didn't really enjoy was what was happening in the real world during age of X-Men. I thought of age of X-Men was kind of interesting. I thought Mm -hmm. that was cool.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah. And Leah Williams wrote that awesome series with like all the queers in one team, but they were like back in the closet, which was really interesting. And also Fred was there. Yeah. But but, like, then there was stuff that was happening in like the real world. And it was like this event of like, now there's only like 30 mutants left in the entire universe. And I was like, (laughs) Oh, Oh, like, I was just like, come on. Like, And it was just, like, not consistent because whoever was writing those stories, I forget which writer it was, was not communicating with, like, the rest of the team, and it was very obvious.
0: So there were, like, contradictions and stuff, you mean?
1: Like, that's the one that killed, like, all the nasty boys on, like, one panel for really no reason.
0: No thanks.
1: Yeah, I was just not having any of it. So, I don't know, I can't say there's, like, anything that I super dislike. Like, even the weird stuff I usually will come back to and enjoy. And I know that there was, like, recently people were, like, the Fallen Angels storyline- wasn't good and I was like I don't know I kind of enjoyed that too like I just I don't know maybe it's me and I just can generally enjoy things unless it's like really 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 bad
0: I mean if it's bad I feel like we'll still find something about it that we think is funny right <laughs> or we'll just make fun of it or whatever yeah
1: like it's comic books and comic books are immediately absurd from like the ground up like as soon mm-hmm. as you know you're reading a comic you're like okay anything it's also
0: like I feel like both of us have a pretty loose relationship with the idea of Canon and like getting really mad at the idea of something being Canon like you and I just don't care about that and I feel like we never have like that's never been something that's disturbed me where I'm like wow, I can't believe this horrible bullshit about this character is canon. And it's like, well, if I don't like it, I don't I'll just ignore it. Like, I don't care. (laughs) There's so many different writers of X-Men comics and there always have been. So I just ignore the ones that I think are stupid and move on. And I know not everyone is good at that. And it frustrates people because they'll be like, oh, my God, like Mystique is such an immoral character if you look at every single thing she's ever done. And I'm like, well, I just don't. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. I just think some of those stories were dumb, so I ignore them.
1: <laughs> I don't know, like you even know? even the old X Men comics, like the original run, which I'm reading again right now for fun. It's like yeah, there's like bad parts about it. It's like so campy, but there's still stuff in there that I'm like. Xavier's even worse than these comics that he was like the-
0: hilarious! like I was enjoying that when I was reading all those old Wolverine comics that I was telling you guys about and like oh yeah there's comics that are so fucking stupid and like it's just funny to me I'm, I'm not like wow this is really canonically part of Wolverine's backstory that's so fucked up I'm just like this is stupid and then I just keep reading it and it's like I'm having a good time you know like who cares it just doesn't matter oh yeah anyway comic books
1: comic books uh all right from Jubilee that says hey dudes what are your top 5 <gasps> fandoms and what is one of super obscure fandom you're into? Peace Jubilee.
0: Wow, is this really from the real Jubilee?
1: Yes, it was. And I think it was inspired by a chat that happened somewhere in Discord. So, here it is.
0: Okay. Um, this is kind of a tough one.
1: It is tough for me too. Because
0: I have to pick only 5 and I'm like, but I'm into so many things.
1: You have you have 5 and then you have like one super obscure one that's like Yeah. Yeah, I know mm. I I'm I'm I I can I know my first four but the fifth one is a little challenging for me.
0: OK, well, I mean, we can put X-Men on there, but let's not even include that. We can just skip it.
1: OK, well, no. Oh, so you want to take X-Men off? I don't think we can do that. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I think we have <laughs> okay, to know that well, X- then we're
0: both putting X-Men on there
1: as one. OK,
0: Um. well, I'm going to pick Metroid as one of my other ones. OK, Because uh, so I feel two. like that's a fandom I know a lot about. I know a lot of Metroid lore. Why don't we go every other? You can say your are number two and then I'll keep thinking.
1: I guess my number two is obviously Resident Evil.
0: Oh, that makes Makes sense
1: I feel like I can't even deny that Even if I tried
0: Yeah Um I guess I have to do Star Wars Because I feel like I know a lot about Star Wars at this point
1: I was I was kind of hoping You'd pick that Because I feel like Even if you don't feel that Of the
0: two of us I know more than you I would say Yeah Because I watched All the fucking cartoons And got really into it
1: I am gonna fall back Down that hole After Obi-Wan Kenobi I'm sure Yeah
0: I, But I'm I'm the one Who's been watching All the Mandalorian And, and DMing you about it And Yeah.
1: I want to watch it. Here's the thing is that I think I have... I'm like one of those Star Wars guys that... I
0: kind of hate it. I mean, this is a this is an important part of fandoms is that you kind of love and hate it. You know what I mean?
1: No, but it's okay to like it, even if it's different. I, it was just such a jump for me because I watched and loved all six original films and all their little yep. spinoffs and i read a bunch of the books
0: i know but that's the thing and then
1: they were rendered not canon and i was like but
0: who cares is my point
1: i know i'm kind of coming <laughs> to terms with that because i really want to watch the obi wan kenobi show and i'm one of yep. those people that does enjoy the the episodes one to three because i'm a fucking weirdo you're
0: not though because i feel like the clone wars cartoons which i know you've at least seen some of them and they're so good
1: oh yeah i've seen like all the important stuff in there with ahsoka yeah that's i mean and
0: also but also like anakin and obi-wan on that show like they're so good together and like that's what's good about the prequels is the idea of that relationship between them and like anakin's downfall right i mean it's great it's good shit and like the clone wars cartoons did such a good job with it that's part of why I'm excited for the Obi-Wan show, because I feel like they deserve better.
1: Oh, yeah, I agree. It's I think it's going to be really good.
0: Anyway, I would say I'm a Star Wars fan. I have Star Wars things that I despise, like anyone else. And I have Star Wars things that I think are really fucking cool. And that's what's that's what being a fan right. is that's what yeah it is. and star wars
1: is a great thing to be a fan of because there's just like it's fun it's honestly just fun and it's not super deep all the time and it's just fun so
0: it's true it is uh what's your next pick
1: also a sci-fi pick is futurama
0: oh yeah futurama is pretty great i
1: feel like futurama inspired like most of my sense of humor honestly mm-hmm.
0: it definitely did it definitely did uh okay i guess i i guess this is out of left field but i'm gonna go star trek i also like star trek trek and that is something ryan doesn't super care about but i like it i mean
1: i enjoy it if it's on but i like i feel like that is such a commitment because you can't just like watch an episode of star trek and know what's going on
0: you really can't
1: Whereas star wars you can like come in and sort of like any you're like oh they're like in space having an adventure where star trek has like a lot of backstory and um universe building and there's a lot of science behind. had I, I respect star trek i just i think it came down to am i gonna watch this or farscape and i just went with farscape
0: <laughs> that is valid is are you gonna pick Farscape as one of your fandoms
1: no i mean it's something i enjoy but like i'm just saying like when it came down to having a sci-fi tv show to be into i just went i leaned hard into farscape for a long time mm-hmm. so that's valid yeah. uh i mean my number four is i again golden girls i can't I can't not. I mean, I I made us do an episode of us being the Golden Girls. I wrote an entire TV screenplay.
0: It's really funny that Golden Girls is the fandom, quote unquote, that you're faking. Okay, but like like, like,
1: I have to, though, Maddie, because like I I literally come into chat all the time and I'm like do you know about the golden girls greater universe in which there's like the empty nest and golden palace and the nurses and did you know that like Sophia was on blossom so blossom is part of the golden girls universe and everyone's like Ryan nobody cares like stop
0: okay I'm gonna pick Buffy as my fourth one um because oh that's a good
1: one that's a good one not
0: because I feel like it's a fandom I'm massively into but I have seen the show multiple times and I enjoyed it I cosplayed as Buffy really enjoyed doing that show uh We did a vampire themed show Ryan was Spike He dyed his hair blonde Bleached his hair for it The
1: only time I like Fully bleached my hair Was for that show And it was worth it
0: It was great It was worth it It was a really fun cosplay For us to do together
1: That was a fun show Because Katie Hunt Was Edward Cullen Right It was a Twilight Versus Buffy show We
0: made fun of both properties We had a really good time together We did And I think
1: one of the Best parts about it Is that Katie Typically is the one In these shows Who would get to play The charismatic flirty one Yes And I would play like The other one opposing that except for the first year when we did Torchwood and she was John Hart and I was Jack Harkness and we were both super hoarding characters. Yes. But usually she in all of our shows always got that lead role and this was like a flip. Yeah. And I was like I don't know if I can hold it and then I did and I was like damn this actually worked when we flipped the role so I don't know I had a good time.
0: Yeah it was very fun and like I feel like both Spike and Edward are sexy characters but in very different ways and you guys had to kind of both play against type and it was fun to see and also I got to be Buffy which how can you not love it? I know
1: right. Good show. Very
0: fun we enjoyed that a lot So I feel like we've gotten to do a lot of cosplays Where we just were the characters that we love
1: Yeah I mean we're very lucky In that sense
0: I know I'm trying to think of An obscure obscure fandom We have to think of uh, an obscure one I guess I would pick like a webcomic thing. I really like the webcomic El Gunas Shive. Wait, is
1: that like, a, is that obscure or is that your favorite? i I'm trying
0: to pick an obscure webcomic that I'm a fan of. And it's, it's the webcomic El Gunas Shive. You've never heard of it. Have you?
1: <laughs> oh no. I was going to say, I think you have five fandoms, but then an obscure fandom. So you didn't say you only give us four. Oh.
0: Oh, i have to pick a fifth mainstream one but i okay. guess like
1: now we know your 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 obscure one well, i don't know what that is what is it
0: uh well it's it's like a furry sex romp farcical comic that then became serious over the course of time and like now it's an actual serious comic and i really like it <laughs> that's amazing um i recommend it it's fun I'll,
1: I'll give my obscure one because it's like an older anime that i feel like only super anime nerds know and that's i mean you know because i forced you to watch it It is slayers i love slayers i
0: don't know if slayers is obscure anymore but i get what you are
1: I think it is, though, because, like, I know they did, like, a crossover event recently, but, like, they haven't had a TV show in, like, 15 years. And, like, anime on its own is, like, already obscure to, like, the mainstream. <laughs>
0: I guess not anymore, but any old anime. Yes, I agree. All
1: right. Are you telling me that Slayers doesn't count as obscure and I have to let that one go? It
0: doesn't count as obscure if you're Gen X and you watched anime then. But if you're not and you're not those things, which many of our listeners are not, then it is not. It's I mean, I think the extent to which you personally are into Slayers is not uh, normal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, if I can't pick Slayers, I'll pick Titan A.E.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like that. Titan A.E. is something that you're very into.
1: Did you know AE has like novels that explain more of that extended universe?
0: I didn't know that
1: there is. I highly recommend them. All right. Fifth. Fifth okay, one.
0: Okay, I guess I have to think of a fifth one. I'm trying to think if there's like a video game that I'm even close to as into as Metroid. And there's really not. Okay. This is what
1: I'm going to say. So I came really close to picking when I put this question in here. I mean, Jubilee put this question in here. Yes. When Jubilee put this question in here from reading the discord chats, I really wanted to say Sonic would be my fifth one, but mm. I think there's some bigger things that take precedence. Like, I was thinking about Lilo and Stitch, and I was like, oh, I yep. love I love Lilo and Stitch. Like, I have Wolverine and Stitch all over the place, and so I was like, you know what? If I don't pick Kingdom Hearts as my fifth one, like, who am I oh even fooling? Oh my god,
0: what am I saying? Okay, we're both picking that.
1: Because Kingdom Hearts <laughs> can, like, encompass, like, Lilo and Stitch yep. and all the Disney properties, so I don't have to pick <laughs> one or any, like, Final Fantasy shit. I can be like, Yeah, I love Kingdom Hearts, and that covers, like, all of Disney for me, and also, like, weird shit.
0: I am picking Kingdom Hearts also. Because,
1: like, (laughs) and I was like, I'm like, I can't even get through the day without making a Kingdom Hearts reference, usually, and it's like, uh, yeah. Same,
0: and also my current pinned tweet is the Photoshop that I made of uh, (laughs) Donald and Goofy in the Matrix movies. Because I, I think it's so fucking funny I'm yeah. obsessed with Donald I, When we were at Disney I was like I'm not going to buy any pins and then I bought Mickey Wearing the, the organization, organization 13, 13 code Because I was like oh my god they have Kingdom Hearts For <laughs> Disney World Because at the end of the day I just want Kingdom Hearts stuff to happen At all times
1: right and I, I'm Somebody who keeps going to Disney and that Is like Kingdom Hearts for me every time Like because I'm like now in Kingdom Hearts Because you
0: are Sora and you believe In the power of friendship and every time you go you're like going from world to world just like Sora does.
1: We're more like Riku, the both of us and Todd. I, I think we're all Riku. Let's be real.
0: <laughs> I think we are. I don't I, I don't think, we think we there's are.
1: like another way around that. We don't even know any Kairis, honestly. No,
0: we really don't.
1: I'm actually Axel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> great. 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 So anyway, the fifth one is Kingdom Hearts. Okay. And this was a tough question. It was. Speaking of Todd, should we play Todd's voicemail?
1: Oh yeah, that's right.
3: Hey, you two. I'm totally cheating and just sending you this audio file, but the funny bit is that I'm writing it out <laughs> first, which is actually pretty fucking dumb, because I could have just sent you the text. <laughs> uh, anyhow, I was listening to the Evolution comic book episode and the discussion between Scott and Xavier in terms of the ethics of Xavier's power when he comes to get him at the orphanage. And I'm wondering, what do you think about the ethics of telepathy as mutant hmm. power? Uh Like, to me, it feels like telepathy has got to be the most fucked power you can possibly imagine in terms of ethics. Probably tied to, like, mind control, thanks, Killgrave. Because they're both (laughs) kind of about this invisible harm that you might not even know happened to you. Uh, Plus, it's just this, like, I don't know. Like, physical assault and violation is one thing. But I feel like we can understand it right like somebody punches you you know you were punched but like if somebody's in your brain just changing your thoughts you might know that it feels like a completely different ball game in terms of your your person being violated yeah. right uh, but then like is the answer just to never use your powers uh I and mean, I don't want to get all... Twitter meme trolley problem about it. (laughs) Like, is there a situation where the benefit of the power is so high that it it outweighs the cost of, like, violating the person that it's being used on, right? And, you know, ethical questions never have a a right answer. There's almost never a rule that works in, like, 100% of situations. It's always based on context. But... I don't know. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And also, for the record, I am not trying to let Xavier off the hook, because he's absolutely the asshole who uses his powers like a privileged white (laughs) rich dude, right? Like, when my powers are convenient for me, fuck everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) But as an alternate example, think about Emma, right? Like, we all love Emma. And she's maybe not, like, what you would call a, quote, good person, unquote, (laughs) although she tries her best, I think. But she's also really pragmatic and totally out of patience for everyone's bullshit. And I think she would not really hesitate to use her telepathy uh, to solve a problem. And I'm wondering, you know, what separates her from Xavier? Is it just that her outfits are better and (laughs) we're more willing to forgive her? Which... Okay, that's a reasonable enough answer. <laughs> uh, but I just couldn't stop thinking about it. So I am really sorry to have asked a question that is super fucking depressing <laughs> and isn't really no, funny. No, it's
0: good. I but like it.
3: I really wanted to know what you thought. And I imagine that everyone else who listens probably would be
1: interested too. So thanks. Good question, Todd. I
0: love this question, and as Todd was answering it, I had the exact same thoughts that he did about Xavier versus Emma Frost. Emma Frost was my go-to, because I was like, we were just um, looking at those comic book pages that you shared in Slack, Ryan, of Emma... Okay,
1: yeah, the Dark Reign. ...talking
0: to uh, uh, Wilson Fisk. Yeah. Kingpin. And she used her powers to sort of like disarm him, basically. And then after doing that, she was like, and now I'm going to threaten you out loud and explain my position to you. And I feel like that is ethical because I'm like, well, this is a bad guy. It's okay to kind of use your powers in that context.
1: That's not a great example because this is after king Pin tried to fuck her over really badly. Well, but that's
0: that's what I'm saying though is that she uses her powers in self-defense, whereas Xavier yeah, uses them in offense. That is
1: very <laughs> true. Okay, so Xavier just goes into people's brains and like fucks around in there. Yeah. I was also thinking about new X-Men. There's like new X-Men where there was like literally a a huge crowd of protesters banging on the fences of Xavier's Institute, and Emma like used her powers to overcharge their like horny stimulants, and they all passed out or something. And like, and <laughs> everyone's like, funny. it is really uh, funny. They're like, and Jean's like, Emma, you can't do that. And Emma's like, um, they were gonna break down the door, so <laughs> <laughs> and like,
0: yeah. It's I fine. think
1: I think that is a difference between Emma and... That,
0: again it's self defense you know Yeah
1: I I, mean, I cannot think of instances where Emma is Purposely going into people's brains just to fuck around in the same way that Xavier does. Now she does go into people's brains I think without she does.
0: I think if you go back far enough, you get evil Emma, you get Hellfire Club Emma, where she was using her powers more offensively. Sure.
1: But then she was like, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs>
0: right, exactly. Modern day Emma is more using them in self-defense and strategically and just kind of like, listen, I didn't want to fucking do this, but I will because you're being a little bitch right now. And like the other thing Emma does that I think is interesting and that gets at Todd's initial question, which is like, is there ever a good way to use it? Is that Emma is more of the um, consent based therapist than Xavier ever was. Oh, there are yeah. certainly exceptions to this. There's times when Emma's been badly written. I, I I, mean, we're talking about comic book canon here. There's tons of decades of bullshit in there. But there are also times where Emma has used her powers with the person's consent and actually helps them work through trauma that they experienced. Right. That is nominally what Xavier is supposed to be doing, but we very rarely see him succeed. (laughs) And instead he's a quote unquote therapist. Who's like, okay, this is tiring me out and let's just delete it. And it's
1: like, (laughs) it doesn't really serve me right now. So,
0: (laughs) and it's just, it sucks to see him doing that to people all the time. And like Emma feels like somebody who actually is like, Yeah, trauma's tiring. Let's figure this out together. I'll help you. And I'll find the thing that you've been burying that even you are afraid to look at. And I'm brave and you can be brave with me and we'll look at it together and then we'll make fun of it and then we'll work through it. And it's like, I don't know. It's like maybe that kind of therapy doesn't work for everybody, but...
1: No, there isn't. But I have to follow this comment up and say I do have a comic book that that the cover is Emma Frost standing above Xavier's head with her hand on his head and he's screaming in pain. And the whole comic is about... (laughs) Her walking around in his brain and like fucking around with things. And she's like, You don't seem to like this as much as you do it to other people. And I was like, Hell yes. Damn.
0: I fucking love that. And I'm like, I feel like, okay, so telepathy isn't real, tragically.
1: Or is it? But
0: anytime we go to therapy, we are basically consenting to what Xavier and Emma do. We are showing our most vulnerable self to somebody else and being like, what the fuck is this shit? What do you think of this? And then that other person is going to go through our mind and is going to be like, "Here's what I think," and you're and you have to deal with how that feels yeah. to hear, and it sucks sometimes. So sometimes your therapist will call you out and be like, uh, "Have you noticed that you treat yourself like shit constantly?" And like these are the specific instances where you've. This done This is it?
1: why I love therapy. Well, yeah. Therapy is like <laughs> I was in therapy yesterday and I was going on about something and I'm like and and I was like really angry i'm like so this is what i'm gonna do and she's like you're not gonna do that because it's gonna make that person feel worse because you're just angry right now and i'm like well i guess i'm a little angry like you know
0: (laughs) yeah and it's (sighs) like the the good therapist is the one who will call you out and be like is that really what you want to do because i heard you saying x and y and it seems like you want to do x and y instead of z and you're like shit, i did say that didn't i (laughs)
1: I was also thinking about the beginning of this question when Todd's like asked about what to do if you have these powers mm-hmm. and you can't control them. So, do you just turn them off? And I think a lot about how in X Men Evolution, they did do a lot with Jean Grey not love, being yeah. in control of her powers and she would start hearing shit. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that is something they've always done with Jean Grey because she ends up being receptive to fucking astral entities in the universe. But yes. like, even in that, it was a lot of her not being able to distinguish between who's saying something out loud. And who's not and then people Like Rogue being like I didn't say you could Go in my brain what the fuck and Like yes. Jean's like I didn't mean to And so like I think there's scenarios Like that where a character like Jean Grey Who very much doesn't go into people's brains Without their permission first
0: but Accidentally was hearing these things and I mean Yeah I don't think she could turn it off No but I feel like that's presented As being as bad as Accidentally hurting someone which The mutants also do accidentally
1: right or another great example that's similar to Jean Grey is Danny Moonstar who also has these psychic abilities who she will subconsciously just like accidentally see somebody's thoughts or worst nightmares and then project them into the real world and not really understand that it's even her that's doing that. I mean, modern day Danny Moonstar is totally in check with that stuff. Well, yeah,
0: but young, we get to see the young versions of the mutants on X-Men Evolution who don't have control of their powers and that's presented as a bad thing. And that's part of why it's so fucked up for Xavier to be this adult man who's like, "Yeah, haha, I'm still not really in control of my powers. Whoops. And it's like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, you know it's a great it's a great point because I'm thinking about other psychics like Psylocke or Quentin Quire, who really just goes hey, Quentin Choir's somewhere in between Emma and Xavier. I don't really know. He's kind of an yeah. asshole.
0: I mean, I think he's kind of a villain.
1: Yeah, or they are they the cuckoos? But the cuckoos kind of just do the same things that Emma does. So it's really. Yeah. I mean, I think being a psychic would be challenging in that way. It's like, okay, well, how do you turn it off? Yeah. And, you know, even in a case with Betsy Braddock, who does a lot of meditation and is on top of her stuff, ends up swapping bodies with somebody for like two full fucking decades three, three decades, yeah. you know? I yeah. mean, like,
0: which is not fun. Doesn't sound fun to me. No.
1: And I think karma also had a similar situation. I don't think it's something that can be turned off, but it can be controlled. And sort of if you are somebody that's a psychic, I guess your question is like, if you do end up hearing people's thoughts, what do you do with that? Do you like be like, that's none of my business? It's like the same thing. Like when you're passing somebody outside and they're on the phone and you hear mm-hmm. them on the phone and you're like, what are they talking about? I'm like, do you go and interrupt their conversation or do you start judging them based on the conversation you're hearing? Or like suddenly you're like, what the fuck is their deal? I got to go <laughs> tell my friends all about it. Or you just go it's their conversation it has nothing to do with me i mean i feel like those are and
0: it's worse if you know the person and you overhear something that you know you aren't supposed to know and it's like well what what is the ethics of that what should you do about that right i don't know i mean i think it's as as tough as anything else i also didn't think it was that depressing of a question because we got to talk about emma frost yeah any any chance to talk about emma frost is is a good one i would say so i appreciate that can
1: i just say that i i've had stuck in my head it's been like at least a year or two since this came out but like when the crack age started and like Emma Frost is walking down the hall and sees Jean Grey who's returned to her original Marvel girl costume from like the 60s and, she, and Emma's like oh you're wearing this and Jean's like what do you think and Emma's just like it's not for me and she walks down the hall and she turns around and she goes it's not for you All right. I <laughs> It's been going through my head all week, and it's like because I found that panel again and I sent it to y'all on Slack, and I'm like, "It's so my god, I fucking love her."
0: Mean and I love it.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Well, they just need to fuck. Let's be real. So
0: I don't know, man. Two DOMs in the same room, dangerous, dangerous. Oh yeah.
1: yeah. Oh my god! Oh, I my
0: love god. it. I love There'll it. be
1: phoenix, sharp like fire blasting out of things, diamonds exploding. I don't know.
0: Yeah, everybody, the war for the one true top. Uh, <laughs> that would be intense. Okay.
1: All right, we got to We got to get into the comic book because everybody wants to go home. So <laughs> <laughs> they want to turn our podcast off.
0: Okay, it's comic book time. Thank you for writing
1: in, everybody. We love thank these. You. We love it when you do this. So thank you so much, and we always have a good time. Now it's time for us to do the end segment of the listener mail, which is now the season two premiere of the Mutant Ages comic book, which I can't believe there's a season two. So (laughs) like I wrote the first two issues as a joke and now it's like a legit part of the Mutant Ages canon. So I know. Yeah. Ah, So here we go. So I will say that quickly previously on the Mutant Ages Y'all were here for the last episode, which was its own standalone episode where we did a whole WandaVision Golden Girls parody. Thank you, by the way, for enduring and listening to that and enjoying it. Like, everybody left a lot of positive comments and that made us all feel really good about... The experience. So quickly, the Mutant Ages, the comic is us from the Mutant Ages in the some X-Men universe with our own mutant powers. Maddie has the ability to turn her own music into blasts of energy similar to Dazzler. I can do things with my eyes like cameras like (laughs) two
0: things yeah you can you can take pictures with your eyes you can also rewind time but only a few seconds
1: and freeze time yes
0: like a like a camera like a video camera
1: right katie can talk to inanimate objects and get information from them and she can also possess them but if she will pass out and go to sleep afterwards Mm -hmm. todd has the incredible ability to to write
0: things down and manifest them right
1: and what we learned towards the end of the season is that because over time they would manifest and then disappear and they stopped doing that and Xavier later on calls out that, you know, he's becoming an Omega-level mutant that could just kind of change reality.
0: Just like Wanda or Legion.
1: Yeah, we also had Canvas, which was our resident artist who can squirt ink everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Although she's mostly absconded and hung out with Corsair and the rest of the Star Jammers.
1: yeah, I mean she kinda she's kind of per GM.
0: Much like Maddie, Maddie A in real life, who's too busy RPing with Vampire the Masquerade buddies to hang out with us. <laughs>
1: I mean, that was so funny. She was like, I can't work on this right now because I'm I'm doing mod work for Vampire the Masquerade. And I was like, I love her. You know what? I, I can't even judge this. So, <laughs> all right. So story wise, basically what's happened is that Emma Frost had recruited us along with Sage to mm-hmm. go through the universe and figure out why there were plot holes in all these different TV shows we watch and also why things don't add up. And we were tracking this and thinking it was Mr. Sinister and Apocalypse and discovered that they were actually trying to fix the timeline or at least Apocalypse told us that. And then through a series of other funny uh, situations, Wolverine has joined our team.
0: Wolverine and Ryan kissed at least one time. Uh,
1: Well, finally, at the end of the season and because basically we all got, we all went to, what is it? Fucking, uh,
0: Mojo World? Mojo Verse?
1: Well, first we went to um, Elder Baron 5, which is a space casino and We also were joined by Mystique's Cloak, Cloaky, who is a magical talking cloak from the land of Mm Cloakies, and we all got sucked into the Mojoverse, where it was revealed that it's actually Xavier working with a quote-unquote council of Xavier's to change time (laughs) and space to their liking, and this is after we met Mr. Sinister, too, so all the characters that we had met in our journeys was in this weird Mojoverse story where we were all the golden girls, and we broke free of it. And we all barely escaped onto the Discorda ship, which is the ship from the tunnels and the Lady Deathstrike episode. And she's also kind of a bitch.
0: (laughs) I like how you keep trying to explain where things are from. Ryan, it's fine. We don't need to explain this anymore. Anyway,
1: so we're here now. I just wanted to do a recap of all that because now we're in a new season and some time has gone by. Mm -hmm. And that is where things are at. I typically don't do a whole previously like this on these issues. But but what
0: if this is your first one? Let's recap the whole first season, you know? No?
1: They can go listen to all the listener mails, which are just, like, kind of arbitrary. You have to kind of find where these are, but that's okay. Well, they
0: are actually in a playlist, for what it's worth. Okay. Um, they're in a playlist on our SoundCloud. Yes, you would have to scrub through and find the last third of each listener mail has the episode in it, but yeah. it's not yeah. that hard to find. I mean...
1: Sure. Okay, so I we take turns reading this, and we're going to do a little bit differently, Maddie. I'll tell you when to take over, so... Okay, great. Okay, the Discorda ship floated through the abyss of space. It hovered silently within earth in its view in our world a spaceship floating outside of earth would warn every person walking outside and putting it on tiktok and all while screaming thanks biden (laughs) but in the marvel universe spaceships floating in or around earth was just another day for the humans of the planet yet they still hate mutants anyway seems like a ripoff if you ask me me being the narrator of this story another character who is sometimes good and sometimes evil Ooh. Maddie sat in the cockpit of the ship Alon Sage, both gazing into the bright screens of their laptops. Sage wore a pair of red shades that was a separate monitor in which she could work through her brain and also to look cool. Maddie scrolled through social media posts. Wanda losing her memories Germany going back to medieval times Outside of a ski lodge Jubilee turning into a vampire And then a mutant again Bucky Barnes getting his own TV show Before Wolverine Sharon Carter shifting into mystique The universe has gone completely bonkers Maddie said with a groan As she leaned back into her chair We can thank the great Charles Xavier for that, Sage replied in an annoyed tone. The universe is now full of potholes and variant universes crossing over into our own. And despite all of my research, I can't conclude how he's doing it. Because he's an evil douchebag, that's why, Katie said as she walked into the cockpit. But you know what's even more annoying than Xavier? Ever since Ryan and Logan started dating, they keep taking (laughs) long showers together and Logan's hair is clogging up the drain. (laughs) That's really gross, Katie, Maddie replied. At least your mind isn't part of the drain, Discord's voice echoed through the halls. But sure, think of yourselves.
0: <laughs> Great.
1: I've been pounding on the door to get them out of there for half an hour. Maddie, can you please go blow the door down with your kitar? Katie pleaded. And if you happen to hit Ryan, that's okay. Logan could go back to dating Remy. <laughs> I'm not going to blow apart the ship because I'm pretty sure Discorder will kill me, but I will help, Maddie replied. Maddie followed Katie across the Discorda ship to the shower room where she banged on the door. Ryan, I'm really happy for you and Logan, but you have a room. Maddie shouted. Yeah. Stop playing. Find the rubber ducky in there. Katie also shouted. There was no response, but instead the sound of operatic singing followed by the sound of a grand piano. Maddie and Katie <laughs> gave each other a strange look. Okay. This is getting really weird. You guys. Maddie yelled again as she continued to bang on the door. Finally, the sound of the shower stopped running. The piano mu- music stopped. Suddenly, the door swung open to reveal none other than Mr. Sinister in a luxurious black and red bathroom covered in diamonds. Ooh. Behind him sat another Sinister clone on an electric keyboard in a tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> what does a gorgeous man like myself have to do to get you infantile beings like yourselves to stop bothering me Mr. Sinister yelled a man of my sheer intellect needs his beauty time not that you heathens would understand uh sorry we thought you were Ryan a Logan Maddie said honestly completely confused by the entire situation <laughs> do I look like two unshaven dirty werewolves going at it in the woods Sinister cried out <laughs> no but I don't really understand what any of this is either Maddie replied Also, why the fuck are you still here? Todd asked as he stepped out of his bedroom. Everyone's definition of quiet on the ship is be as loud as humanly possible. (laughs) We've gone over this multiple times and honestly, more than once is already more than I'm willing to tolerate, Mr. Sinister replied. He let loose an audible groan. You useless vagabonds are trying to fix the universe full of plot holes, which is precisely what Apocalypse and I were doing, and you won't get anywhere without me. Besides, I enjoy collecting your DNA while you sleep. Wait, what? Maddie screamed. (laughs) I'm done entertaining these questions, Mr. Sinister said, before managing to slam the automatic sliding door shut. (laughs) Well, that seemed to go really well. Glad to have him on board, Katie said sarcastically. Um, you can pick it up from here.
0: <laughs> the door to Ryan and Logan's now shared bedroom slid open. They both walked out in only sweatpants. Logan's junk was clearly accentuated <laughs> by the cloth. A towel was draped over Ryan's shoulder. What's going on here? Logan and I weren't just making out for a full hour, Ryan said arbitrarily. <laughs> I know that we were told that sharing is caring, but there's just some information you don't need to share, Katie commented. <laughs> you aren't in the living room next to them because, no offense, you two are not discreet, Todd replied. <laughs> That's not what you think, Ryan cried out. I'm teaching Logan how to play DDR. <laughs> what the hell's DDR, bub? Logan genuinely asked. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Is there a line for the bathroom? We need to take a shower, Ryan said, his eyes darting around the room. No! No, no more showers, Katie commanded while clapping her hands. No more showers. (laughs) Suddenly an alarm went off. The door to the bathroom slid open. Mr. Sinister stepped out and gasped. Mutant alarm, Mr. Sinister shouted. He pushed Maddie and Todd to the ground, then stepped on Katie before frolicking (laughs) off to the meeting room. I can't tell who's more annoying, Ryan or Mr. Sinister, Katie said. (laughs) Mr. Sinister isn't annoying. Sure, he's eccentric, but he's honestly kind of a hero for fixing the universe's plot holes with us, Ryan commented. I'm pretty sure that one good deed does not outweigh all the horrific experimentation and torture he forces on people, Todd said. <laughs> and he stepped on me, Katie cried out. Ryan pulled away from Logan. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear anything anyone was saying because I was busy not making out with Logan, Ryan said. We literally saw you, dude, Maddie screamed. <laughs> Uh, is that the mutant alarm? We gotta go, Ryan said. He grabbed Logan and ran down the hall.
1: I'll pick it up here. Okay. The cast of the Mutant Ages followed down the hall and met inside the meeting room where Sage stood in front of a large holographic image of Earth floating in the center of the room. A red beacon illuminated off the location of Hawaii on the map. You know, after three months of this nonsense since Xavier started wiping the universe's memories, that alarm still hasn't gotten any less jarring, Maddie commented. (laughs) I honestly liked it better when we thought We were in the Golden Girls, Todd commented What's the damage, Sage? Logan asked There appears to be an array of unusual variant plot hole Activities taking place on the island of Hawaii Sage responded There are a number of familiar energy patterns But there isn't something right about them Which suggests their memories have been altered Or another universe is crossing over with ours again She says calmly Because this is now normal, Todd commented (laughs) Do not worry darling sage When my crew lands on the beach We will take the suggested parties And extrapolate their DNA for further testing And then slice them open to see if they had The proper organs of this universe (laughs) Mr. Sinister said Standing dramatically in a heroic position (laughs) Yeah a real Avenger Katie commented I just watched the mailman outside back up into a giant rock The narrator said (laughs) Oh for fuck's sake now the narrator's a character too Todd said I thought we left this nonsense Behind in the mojo world being played exclusively on the Mutant Ages YouTube channel, the narrator commented. <laughs> "'Keep your hands to yourself, Sinister. We are not killing anyone, and this is not your crew. I am the captain of the ship, and you listen to me,' Maddie said, putting her foot down. "'I beg to defer, but I'll let you believe in whatever fantasy pleases your little brain,' Mr. Sinister <laughs> replied. "'Everyone be dressed in uniform and ready to go in ten minutes.' No, don't listen to him, Maddie said, stepping in front of Mr. Sinister. Everyone get dressed in uniform and be ready in 10 minutes. But that's literally what Mr. Sinister just said, Ryan commented. You are not helping, Dipstick, Katie said, ripping the tile off Ryan's shoulder and slapping him with it. All right, you can take over here.
0: (laughs) The crew all went off to change. Ryan and Logan tried sneaking into the shower first, but Katie kicked both their asses out back into the hall. Todd and Maddie secretly played Elden Ring for five of those 10 minutes. Mr. Sinister tried on at least 13 dramatically different outfits before settling on the one he always wears, complete with the ribbon cape. I am full of idiots, Discorda commented to herself in <laughs> an annoyance as she flew them all to the beautiful tropical island of Hawaii. They all stepped outside of the discord ship, except for Sage. Aren't you coming, Sage? Maddie asked. No, I don't see any computers here, and this is outside, <laughs> Sage said before quickly closing the ramp and the door to the Discorda ship. <laughs> Let's go swimming, Ryan commented. This is why I want to move to Florida or California. I could set a clock to the shit you say. Maddie responded. (laughs) There was suddenly the sound of growling and screaming coming from the nearby trees. Logan sniffed the air. Sabre (laughs) too. He growled (laughs) out for a really long time. Ryan and Katie eyed each other like he was crazy.
1: I got to take this from here because I'm going to have you pick it up in in a minute for a really important part. Okay, great. Suddenly, the X-Men Evolution versions of Wolverine and Sabretooth rolled out from the beautiful tropical forest. Their clothes were mostly torn off as they moaned as they wrestled sexually on the ground. The Mutant Ages' Logan popped his claws. I hope you're ready for double the action, bub, Logan said. He jumped into the scuffle and also began to wrestle around on the ground in a sexual manner. This is really weird, Maddie commented. Are they fighting or fucking? I don't know if I should be turned on or jealous, Ryan commented. "'Can it be both?' "'Enough of this ridiculous nonsense,' Mr. Sinister said. "'He held out his hand and blasted the three grown men apart. "'Really? Am I supposed to find you three entertaining? "'None of you are even Sinister, a.k.a. me, Mr. Sinister!' (laughs) "'The hell is going on here, bub?' Logan asked. "'The evolution Logan threw Cybertooth to the ground, "'knocking him unconscious. "'There's something strange going on around here. "'Mutants are fighting mutants and being taken away "'in some kind of floating marble.' (laughs) <laughs> evolution logan replied he paused wait a second you're me is this some kind of trick it ain't a trick bub chuck's been messing with the timelines logan replied sounds about right evolution logan replied but you look different old <laughs> that's because we are old but but why do you look like 23 or 35 logan asked why do you look 35 or 45 evolution logan replied they both stared at each other for a moment then they both collapsed to the ground grasping their heads our, Our memories! memories they cried out. <laughs> there was the sound of cannons shooting off in the distance. Suddenly a holographic card with Evolution Logan's name on it appeared in the sky. Suddenly a silver orb, <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly a silver orb floated down from the sky. It opened and a metal tentacle flew out from it. Omega Red? Logan asked hopefully. Unfortunately for him, it was not Omega Red. Instead the tentacle wrapped around him and sucked him into the orb. Logan and Ryan cried out It was too late The orb closed and flew off into the sky What the hell is this Terminator shit now Todd asked <laughs> It should have been me Evolution Logan cried As he fell to the ground Mr. Sinister sighed and blasted him into unconsciousness A stream of beautiful golden rune energy Flowed freely from Evolution Logan Into Mr. Sinister who cackled maniacally <laughs> Still not enough to beat Margate Todd quietly commented Okay Here you go, Maddie.
0: (laughs) There was the sound of more cannons shooting off in the distance. This time, a holographic image of Mr. Sinister appeared in the sky. Another orb floated down from the sky. It opened up in front of Mr. Sinister, a tentacle flying out at him. But Mr. Sinister simply slapped the tentacle aside. How boring. (laughs) Outdated technology attempting to dominate me. But as you all know, everyone is my bitch, Sinister said. (laughs) Good, because I'm going to let it take me instead, Ryan said he hopped inside the orb ryan what the fuck are you doing maddie shouted (laughs) i'm gonna go find logan ryan said he held up his vlogging camera besides this will make for some great footage on my channel the orb shut and soon flew off into the sky with ryan inside of it (laughs) maddie screamed wildly okay so are we all just doing things without discussing them now maddie said todd patted her back to console her Honestly, the reason nobody is listening to you is because you are not a true leader like myself, Mr. Sinister said. There's a reason why everyone trusts me. (laughs) No one trusts you, Maddie screamed. (laughs) I can't believe I'm missing Thundercats for this shit, Katie said in a passing tone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, We need to figure out where these orbs are going, who's sending the orbs, why everyone looks like Logan and Sabretooth, and Maddie paused. She looked over at Mr. Sinister, who was now sitting in front of a campfire. Are you even listening to me? Oh, I tuned you out sometime before we first met, Mr. Sinister said casually. <laughs> I've never wanted to strangle someone so badly in my life, Maddie said to Todd. <laughs> Suddenly, a woman in a cape walked over to the group. She slowly removed her hood to reveal the evolution version of Danny Moonstar? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I offer you an accord, Danny said in an eerie, raspy voice. She knelt down in front of the fire pit. Have you heard of the term Magneto is Right? He offers guidance to aid mutants and you all I'm afraid are now timeless. I can play the role for you of time in between the cracks of universes and also hardcore make out with Kitty (laughs) Pryde. I will aid in your search for the Council of Saviors and to find Apocalypse. You only need to bring me with you to the center of all time. There I can help you stop the Council of Saviors. Love this Elden Ring parody that we're doing.
1: I I just love how Elden Ring is taking over our lives completely.
0: We've just decided this is also something we're doing. Very demon. Um, (laughs) wait. Who the fuck are you, Maddie replied. Where did you come from? And what do you know about the Council of Xaviers, And where is the center of all time? It's where time travel is real, Danny said. Do you accept my offer? Quite frankly, I don't think we should trust her. She's a ghost and I have an excellent sense of who not to trust, Mr. Sinister said while sipping some tea over the fire pit. Well, if you don't trust her, then I definitely accept the offer, Maddie replied. Then it's settled, Danny replied. Summon me when you find an apocalypse pyramid and I will guide you with great strength. Danny then faded away into a thousand <laughs> small orbs of light which dissipated into the trees. <laughs> the hell is all that, Obi-Wan Kenobi bullshit, Katie asked, clearly exasperated. It's truly better if you do not know, Todd replied. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good shit, I'll pick it up, I I had to let you read the, the Elden the Ring whole of it all. Elden I, love it. Welcome, I love it. You're welcome, by the way. Suddenly there was the sound of explosions, screaming, and what sounded like a battle coming from just through the trees. Maddie armed her ketar. Todd a notepad, Mr. Sinister a syringe And Katie popped some Pringles Into her mouth, everyone looked at her What? That boring ass Jedi Speech made me hungry, Katie replied (laughs) Maddie and Mr. Sinister Ran through the trees, both pushing Each other aside to take point while Todd and Katie Calmly walked behind them (laughs) Maddie
0: Sorry, keep going. (laughs) Honestly,
1: that's the energy. Uh, Maddie parted the brush of some bushes, only to have Mr. Sinister push her aside to get a better look for himself. Maddie pushed him back, and Mr. (laughs) Mr. Sinister peeked through the shrubs over her. Out on the beach were several mutants of all different universes fighting each other. Evolution Rogue battled against the Evolution Brotherhood, while... Evolution Callisto fought the Evolution Comics Callisto, and the animated series Callisto fought the X3 Callisto in the background. Dazzler popped out of a portal with Child Kurt and Black Cyclops and fought against the Dark Phoenix movie Dazzler and the Nightcrawler and Cyclops from Evolution. Cool I am so confused right now Maddie said <laughs> Oh how absolutely delightful Mr. Sinister said With stars in his eyes Alter versions <laughs> of different mutants From different universes Mind wiped to fight each other For a place of seniority It's so brilliant That I'm surprised I didn't come up with it myself Suddenly, <laughs> so a man with red curly hair Was thrown on the ground In front of Maddie and Mr. Sinister They both jumped in surprise And managed to tumble out of the bushes When Maddie, Maddie finally Managed <laughs> to push Mr. Sinister off of her An expression of recognition cried her face righty maddie cried out (laughs) none other than righty of mutant age's live stream fame and pretty much every project maddie and ryan have forced him to do stood up in the stands of the beach oh hey maddie said totally (laughs) casually with the sound of explosions behind him (laughs) honestly this is like life with him though i love it is though it is what are you doing here how did you even get here maddie asked well, I was listening to some sick beats while working on my voice actor resume. Antoinette said someone was at the door for me, and it was an orb that brought me here. Righty he said. <laughs> How are you so chill about this? Maddie asked. Oh, I'm high. Righty spotted. <laughs> well, this isn't confusing. Todd said as he stepped out of the bushes with Katie. Two Ryans and two Maddies. We all just call him Truman. Katie said. Dubbing Righty is Truman for these stories. <laughs> As fascinating as the oral history of your Friendships may be tell me something Actually interesting Mr. Sinister Said what is your mutant power Oh well I can go Online Truman responded Mr. Sinister stared at him for A really long time (laughs) <laughs> That's it, Mr. Sinister replied in a bored tone. My apologies. Let me explain. When I am near a computer, router, modem, or, botum or wiring that is attached to the internet, my body transforms into energy that allows me to go into the online universe and control things there, Righty explained. Whoa, that seems pretty cool, Maddie says. What do you do when you do that? I don't know. Go into YouTube, change people's comments, upvote things, Shrever replied with a shrug. Emma is going to have a field day breeding your power. Todd responded. So welcome to the mutant ages. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that your ability to frolic and mess with the internet is not particularly helpful in this battle, Mr. Sinister said in a judgy voice. He pulled out a syringe. But I'll take your DNA anyway. (laughs) No, you're not taking all my friend's DNA, Batty yelled. Mr. Sinister put away a syringe full of Truman's blood. Oh, but I already have, Mr. Sinister said with a cackle. Wait a second. Ow! Truman cried out. How the hell did he do that? I did it with style, Mr. Sinister (laughs) responded. A bunch of red diamonds sparkled around him like a beast (laughs) shounen. Suddenly, a blast of energy shot at them from one of Dazzler's explosions. Todd quickly wrote on his notepad. He ripped the words off and threw them in front of him. Todd used shield, Todd shouted. An energetic (laughs) shield appeared just in time to reflect the blast at Dazzler, knocking her away. Level up! A voice ominously <laughs> echoed through the sky. Suddenly, Todd's mutant power went from two to three spinning X's. At least I didn't have to perform an action sequence in a cutscene, Todd commented. There was the sound of cannons firing in the sky. A bunch of holographic images appeared in the sky, including Todd, who was now acclaimed Victor. A bunch of orbs (laughs) descended from the sky. Maddie played her guitar as quickly as she could to deflect the balls from attacking them with blasts of energy. Mr. Sinister stood there and laughed, being unhelpful to the situation. A silver orb floated behind Todd and a tentacle popping out. Todd spun around. Oh, fuck me! Todd called out, <laughs> doing a bayonet, a backflip away from the tentacle. Hell yeah. Or right, you can take over this.
0: Suddenly, Truman threw himself into the grasp with the tentacle, blocking it from Todd. It pulled Truman into the orb. Truman, what are you doing? Maddie called out. I'm going to see where this thing is going. If it's somehow online, maybe I can interfere with its central hub, Truman responded. And I'm totally going to fishbowl this thing. The orb <laughs> closed and then ascended into the sky. Maddie looked over to see the X3 Callisto about to step into an orb. Maddie played a tune on her guitar and aimed it at Callisto, only to have Mr. Sinister... Blast Callisto away first. What the hell, Sinister? I had that, Maddie yelled. That's Mr. Sinister to you, Mr. Sinister said. Katie, possess that orb and become our first class express to their base. No, don't listen to him, Maddie said, stepping in front of Mr. Sinister. Katie, possess the orb so we can follow the other orbs. How about I possess the orb because I want to? Not that either of you even asked me to do it, (laughs) Katie said with an eye roll. She sighed, turned her body into pure energy and filled herself inside the orb. The orb then grew to huge eyes. Katie's, to be precise. Well, what are you all waiting for? A written invitation? Get in! <laughs> Mr. Sinister, Maddie, and Todd all climbed into the orb. Mr. Sinister and Maddie both tried to push each other out of the front seat before both squeezing into it together. Katie closed herself as the orb. Buckle up, Buttercup. I'm about to fly after eating all these Pringles, Katie said. She burped loudly, totally <laughs> vibrating the whole orb, and everyone screamed. She giggled, suckers. And with that, Katie as an orb flew the mutant ages into the sky. The end. That's right. Wait. Go ahead, I
1: guess. (laughs) Okay. The end. Wait. Or is it? Back on the Discord ship, Sage typed away furiously on her laptop while a hologram of Discord stood behind her, working on her own Tony Stark-level holographic computer. This is bad, Sage said. These orbs are going to a place that are somehow changing the infrastructure of the mutants' DNA. I can fly us after them and intercept the orbs, Discord suggested. We must stay here and protect the time travel gun, Sage responded. But whatever's up there is interfering with my comms to the beauty ages. What does he suggest we do? Let them wither away in space? I'm honestly okay with that, Discord said in a goth tone. <laughs> Suddenly there was a quiet giggle from behind them. Slowly, the towel that had been sitting on Ryan's shoulder rose up from the ground. The towel unraveled itself to reveal that it was not a towel at all, but none other than It's me, Cloaky! He screamed with the loudest most obnoxious giggle possible in <laughs> <of> the universe. <laughs> Uh, and it's up to me to save the day we're all doomed Discord has said (laughs) the end Where are the arms taking the mutant ages Who are the council of Xavier's How is time travel and space crossing over with other dimensions Why did Ryan choose to cite the terrible version of Callisto From X3 in this story What am I The narrator now a character How are the mutant's DNA changing in the basin of the sky Is Cloakie really going to save the day And are there any more of those Pringles I want some Stay tuned next issue for Mutant Ages the comic book I love this. By the way, I should I didn't even say the title of this episode is called Issue 11 The Mutant Games Part 1.
0: The Mutant Games.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: can I make a prediction even though it could potentially affect the plot because sure. I'm making the prediction to someone who's writing it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, first of all, I love Raiti's mutant power and then it's a uh, power to go online. That's amazing. Obviously, it was made fun of in the context of this story. However, I'm wondering how the orbs work and if they connect to a mainframe. And Raiti said when he got into the orb that he was going to try to hack the orbs. So I'm just like, I feel like that must play a role into how they save the day. Because if if Raiti can connect to like any interconnected interface, that seems very useful to me.
1: I mean, the answer i can say is yes but not it doesn't work out because
0: well because it's a comedy and it's not gonna work out
1: uh (laughs) well because of some certain pink tunnels that may be involved okay
0: great (laughs) great love it love it um i'm so excited also right he is here just in time for the dragon ball z episodes of x-men evolution oh
1: yeah i mean that was that was intentional
0: we had to bring him in we had to bring him in for that i mean i was i
1: had mapped out where things were gonna land forever ago and originally i wanted him to appear in the episode where we were getting the discord ship but like he hadn't like fully joined the mutant ages yet and i was just mm-hmm. like there's no room for this here so yeah, I was like, I'll just put them in like the Hunger Games episode that I planned. I have like the next like ten episodes. It just keeps going. It doesn't end. I have too many ideas. This is like Gino all over again.
0: It's the greatest thing we've ever done, and there it are is. people who started listening to this show because they started with Mutant Vision, <laughs> and that is a thought that won't leave my brain ever. So next next week's episodes. So we are watching Days of Future Past next with Todd. We are, and I'm most likely going to split that into two episodes. Knowing us, so get ready for that and then after that i think we're watching the iron man armored core episode about gene gray
1: that's true we are doing that and then we're gonna it's just
0: like a little fun epilogue secret epilogue
1: and then we're gonna do wolverine and the x-men
0: yes we are yes we are i'm very excited so um we are doing the rogue cut of days of future past it's on amazon video i don't know if it's on prime um i'm not sure about other places where it's available but
1: it's just available on amazon period
0: yeah it's on there so if you want to watch it that's a way to watch it. Um and uh, yeah, let's get into the the rest of the plugs, I guess. Um, so check out sciencecene.net and <laughs> also mutantages.com.
1: Whichever you want They take you to the same place It takes you to our Beautiful voices It does uh, Screaming into the microphones
0: That's right That's right Um, and That's right That's right Uh, So we have an email So I mean eventually We will do another Listener feedback episode Of course And this, these are all the ways That you can contact us You can email us At the at At gmail.com You can join our Discord server And talk to everybody On there There's a link to it At mutantages.com On the right hand side We've got a voicemail inbox We will not pick up the phone <laughs> unless we do most of the
1: time most of the time <laughs>
0: You get a direct line to Ryan Pagella's cell phone at 1508-319-1668. I feel like we shouldn't have confessed this. Like, we've revealed too much. I mean,
1: they can do that, but I don't typically pick up phone numbers that are unknown phone numbers, Me so. either.
0: Me either. It was just a weird scenario where you were just returning a bunch of calls in a row. Right, right. Okay, and then, of course, we also have a physical mailbox, P.O. Box 3344, Nading, Massachusetts, 01760. You can mail us stuff anytime. We haven't gotten any physical mail in a little bit. No pressure, you know know send something if you want but you know if
1: you see something mr sinister you know who to send it to
0: absolutely doesn't have to be big could be something small throw a postcard in the mail it
1: could be like a little piece of art that you draw we're here for it
0: yeah somebody sent us um like a warren worthington comic book that i framed and hung up it has warren and dazzler on it it's amazing
1: oh yeah (laughs) i
0: love it yeah um anyway uh What else? What else? What else? Uh, We have every social media that you can possibly imagine. Uh, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram. We're the mutant ages on every single one of those places. I'm at Mitty Myers on those places. How about you, Ryan?
1: I am at Ryan Pagilla on Twitter and Ryan.Pagilla on Instagram. You can also find me on TikTok if you want to find that. Um, You can also find me on Twitch. I stream Kingdom Hearts and Resident Evil over there with mostly our listeners from this show. So it's it's a good time for us all to connect. I also have a YouTube channel. Ryan Pagella uh, theme parks and adventures
0: as soon to be Disney with Katie
1: I know we're kicking off the theme park season with a, a huge Florida trip to Universal and Disney and uh,
0: I'll be watching those videos you want to
1: hear me making more Kingdom Hearts references while Katie tries to like hit <laughs> me in the face that's a great <laughs> opportunity more to see those videos
0: of adorable animals that may or may not look high <laughs> accompanied by Ryan saying whether or not they look like they're high
1: I mean it's not gonna be as funny because Maddie won't be there but Aww. you'll still have me well
0: I'll be watching it. Yeah. I, so I'll be there in spirit.
1: You can also find those demon videos we were talking about oh, on God. the new in ages YouTube channel. Yep. Those are all there. And you can also see right T in those demon videos when he was a teenager <laughs> yes.
0: as agent D. And then also right. as an adult who still hangs out with us for some reason. Right.
1: And even does like resident evil parodies with us. That's
0: right. He is Barry in resident apartment.
1: And he played <laughs> Tracer and Gino and he reads the oh, live God. action screenplays throughout the X with us for the beaten ages so mm-hmm. he's actually pretty cool he's he's like katie where he's just kind of come along for the ride on most of our productions i so, know
0: it's fun it's fun yeah.
1: Yeah, so go subscribe there, and we appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Um, So we also have a store where we sell T-shirts with Bishop saying time travel is real, and also with the Mutant Ages logo on them. We've redone a lot of the designs lately. Ryan and I bought some of the new designs. We're going to do a photo shoot soon. But also, you should buy some of the new designs. Do a photo shoot with yourself. Tag us. Show us if you bought some Mutant Ages merch. We love you so much and appreciate you. And also, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash themutantages. ages. And you get bonus content, bonus episodes, behind the scenes stuff. You get Ryan's notes on the episodes and all kinds of uh, just wacky bloopers and a whole history of content.
1: Uh, Sometimes you can get a video of me when I was like 19 pretending to be sage. Yeah, you do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you do. So that's on the Uh. Patreon and our highest tier Patreon supporters get a shout out on the show.
1: That's right. Shout out to... Samuel B. So means Soren B. And Zach S. Thank you for thank being you. our top tier patron supporters. You guys are awesome. We really love all of our supporters. And we just want to say a big thank you. And especially for sticking around on yet another long episode of the mutant ages. hell yeah! They just get longer and longer every time, baby. And
0: yeah, I guess uh, I will close it out by saying if you can't afford to support the show financially, that's okay. But we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a review, especially if it's a five-star review on Apple podcasts or on Spotify and write a review as well. That helps surface the podcast for people.
1: I mean, why would you write a review? That's not five stars. I'm just saying, why
0: would you write a mean review? Don't, I mean, listen, if you got a three-star review, whatever, we'll take it. But we'd love a five-star if you feel that way about the show. And also, if you feel that way, uh, maybe you've already written a review. Maybe you, you you don't know what else to do. Well, you could share it on your personal social media. You could say, hey, I like this show. I think it's cool. Oh, that's yeah. how people find the show. That's, that's how they that's find right. it. That's
1: right. Thank you, and everyone.
0: That is always really appreciated. Anytime I see somebody sharing the show, it truly gives me warm fuzzies for the rest of the day. I just feel so good seeing it that because we work hard on this show, and uh, it's nice to know people like it. Um, right. So that's it. We'll be watching a movie next week.
1: We are breaking it up into two episodes this yeah, time. Yeah, Hugh so. Jackman's butt too uh,
0: big for just one episode we big, gotta divide up that bubble butt and share it around oh uh, yeah anyway we'll see you next time <laughs> see you next time the ages the mutant-